also, someone needs to tell me when I can go. Oh, now. I am dying. I, 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 now, I just, yeah. now, Finn. Now. We're, oh, we're live, we're live okay, right now. Right. Oh, shit. Right. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Hello again, and welcome to SDGC for Thursday, June 11th. If you're not aware, SDGC meets right here every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we discuss the latest gaming headlines with a wide variety of panels and guests, as well as weekly pre-recorded content. If you've been along for the ride so far, welcome home. And if not, hey, feel free to stick around and maybe throw us a subscription. Every single podcast is archived the next day on our YouTube channel for those who like to watch. And you can find us on all major podcast services for those who like to listen. Hashtag Saki Bless. Sorry, I'm, I'm vibing over here. Finn, that was great. Yeah. You, you killed it, man. Just vibing. Just vibing to Finn's, the sultry sounds of Finn's voice. Finn has got, Ooh. Finn has what I would describe as dulcet tones. I, I think that was Derek. It's both of you, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, like Finn, Finn's voice is like a honeyed what? potion being poured in your ear. We've got video games to talk about tonight, but first I wanted to say, Finn, you sound great. You look Aww. great. Your camera looks great. Your Wi-Fi Yay. is, you are getting all the megabytes, buddy. And you're, and you're, up and, and down. That's a really and, nice shirt, Finn. Yeah. It's a really Finn, nice Finn, shirt. Look good in that shirt. And your beard is looking luxurious. Oh, yeah, that's a like, good what beard. Kind of product, what kind of product did you put in your beard this morning? Uh, nothing. I, I use Life. You oh, wow. you put you, life your, your beard. Wow. Life you cereal. rub Life cereal It tastes beard. delicious when you kiss its chin. Specifically cinnamon. Because it <laughs> rhymes with finnamon. We're <laughs> <laughs> here. Yeah. To talk about. I can't argue with that. <laughs> so I don't think it surprises to anyone that today. That's the worst topic. thing I've ever heard. I love it. No, it's not. It's the best. You shut your mouth. So the best the, today is all about the PlayStation Five reveal. But before oh. that, before that, we want to draw it out a little longer and talk about what we've been playing this week. And by that, I mean I want to hear Justin tell us all about that amazing game he tried out this week. Justin, take it away. <laughs> take um, it away, Justin. Yeah. So. I, I've been jumping between a few things, uh, but probably uh, one that's going to be most interesting uh, to talk about is Disintegration, uh, which is a new um, uh, FPS-RTS hybrid. Um, I got um, an early code. Um, I was lucky, fortunate enough to get an early code for it. Um, I will not be covering it all that much, however, because... I do not have any good things to say about it. Um, I, I've tried really, really hard. Um, it is bad. Uh, <laughs> Wait, give, us, give us like an elevator pitch. Disintegration is a game, you know, the art style, from the art style to, to the whole... Everyone None of us remember this. Yeah. This was not marketed us, well, we don't recall. Yeah, give us a top level. There's a reason why. Okay? <laughs> um, yeah, so... This game is so. Let me describe the opening cutscene in this game because it's incoherent. It is three separate cutscenes with three entirely separate tones that cut into each other, and I could not follow it at all. It starts off talking about some kind of virus that's plaguing Earth, and then it goes mm, to an ad about relevant. a process called integration where you get your brain put into a robot body. Excellent. And then it's like, hey, check check out who's getting integrated. And then it cuts to this dude wearing a jacket, riding a grav cycle. We don't know who he is. I don't know if he's a soldier. I don't know if he's a sports person. I don't know if he's a celebrity. But he starts saying some, you know, 
some marketing pitches about getting integrated. And then it cuts to him getting tortured in a prison by um, by other robots. And these other robots, I know they're the bad guys specifically because they're black and angular and have red eyes. Um, and then there's a big prison break that is this big action sequence that is not playable with a bunch of characters. We do not know who they are. And then it just cuts down to the surface of the planet below. I have no idea what was going on. There is no lore stuff to read. There is no introduction. Every single character has an entirely different tone that they're going for. Like, some seem like they're trying to be silly. Some seem like they're trying to be dead serious. It makes no sense. Like, there's a, there's, um, a part where you're walking around. Uh, before the first mission, I, I did not play very far into this game. Um, you're walking around talking to, like, your other team members in the base. And, like, when you hit talk, they start speaking, but then also there's a text box that appears. The text box and what they are saying are completely unrelated. They are talking, you know, about themselves and whatever conflict is going on. The text box is telling you about, hey, do this thing X number of times in battle with this ability and you'll get some kind, complete some kind of challenge and get extra upgrade components. So then it, you go into gameplay. And um, first off, I, um, I need to mention that I played it on PS4 Pro and the performance was horrible. Um, I think yeah. it has not only bad performance, but I think even when it does hit 30 FPS, I think it has frame pacing issues. It never feels steady and everything is very juddery and it gave me headaches to play for more than 10 minutes at a time. Uh, so that's, that's, a, that's another major knock against it. But like the actual gameplay, it feels like the shooter component and the RTS component are not just kind of poorly integrated into, into the game, but they're kind of at odds with each other. Um, you're just kind of hovering in this grab cycle above the actual fight, firing weapons that are extremely accurate until enemies eventually explode. But like, there's ways to do critical damage, but it's not clear how it is. Like, there's no good feedback from the weapons. There's no good feedback from the enemies. Giving commands just is an ability that your team does. And most of the time, it took me longer to kill enemies when I used one of the abilities than just shooting them. And your squad mates die extremely fast. And when your squad mate, one of your squad mates dies, you have to pick up their brain can fast Hell enough yeah. amazing this is the only thing i liked this is the only thing i liked is their brain can falls out and then you have to pick up their brain can and then you put their brain can in another robot frame and then they go back into battle that Incredible. was the only thing I, that was the only thing i enjoyed from this game so earlier this year, I played a little bit of the beta for this, which is just the multiplayer component of it, obviously. Uh, and this game has some roots uh, in the Halo IP, which is kind of what drew me to the beta. Um, and like, Justin, I kind of want to see if this has, resonates with you. My take from it was like, it feels like you are playing in the position of like a Banshee <clears throat> in Halo. Yeah. And then yeah. you have like the contextual ping 
from like Apex, but instead of telling people where enemies are, you press you you contextual ping, and then your your teammates will respond according. Your squad to mates move there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm right. gonna add on to Zach's question before you answer it. It s similar situation. I played an earlier version of it, and it also seemed uh, in addition to what Zach said, it also seemed to have roots kind of in like an RTS genre a little bit. Like sort of you're, you're active in the action, but you're also still in like a command position, and that was something that I liked, but it sounds like it didn't play out. No, it's. It's not a good shooter, and it's not a good tactics game. And it feels like in order to do one or the other properly, you have to completely take your focus off of the other one, and then you're just about to die. Um, it's just... Nothing about it comes together. The art style doesn't work. Like I said, I only know the villains are the villains because the good guys are the brightly colored multicolored robots and the the evil ones are the really cool looking black angular red-eyed robots that's how you know yeah john you have questions <laughs> yeah i know i just not really a question just a statement justin like based on what you said earlier i really wish this game had been called look who's getting integrated <laughs> that would have been a fucking because you could have called the sequel look who's getting integrated too you think too. it was yeah. going to get a sequel Oh no, of course not. But I just want a that private to be the name division now. game that does well. I don't know, John. <laughs> um, Didn't Outer, I mean, Outer, Outer Worlds did well? well. It, it did well. It, it did won well. a shit ton of awards, even though not, like not, also, it wasn't a bad game, playing. but like other games were better. So surprised it did. But... I would say that Private Division had a bad <laughs> deal because like Private Outer Worlds sold well, but it also benefited from like the Game Pass bump, presumably, uh, through PC and. I'm going to talk about Private Division, because no. if we talk about Private Division, I am matter. going to start ranting about what they did to Star Theory, and you don't want to hear that rant today. Anyway. I'm being distracting. I am so sorry. Justin, do you have anything else you want to touch on uh, in terms of disintegration or, or what else you've been playing this week? Um, I, I'll touch a little bit on... Circle back around to me. I'll talk a little bit about Destiny stuff a little <laughs> later. Um, I'll give some other people chances to talk. I wanted to talk disintegration first, because... Uh, it's when new, is it right? out next, next week? week? I don't even know. Oh. I, it's out <laughs> next week. Um, yeah. Again, uh, the marketing. Who knows? We hear about this integration um, once a quarter when Rock, uh, uh, when Take Two does their financial reports because yeah. they say we have it's, a game um, coming out. It it's it's an unfortunate um, experiment that just didn't work. Like you can tell they didn't have the resources or the time to make everything gel together. There's a, like, it feels like just a bunch of different ideas that are still kind of in a prototype phase that have not fully come together yet. Um, so unfortunately, that's about all I have to say about Disintegration. I really wanted, I really wanted to be kind of like, oh, this is a cool game that came out of nowhere. But unfortunately, um, that's not how it panned out. Finn, who's next? You're in charge of well, the show, Finn. Who's next? Well, I didn't know he was done. I don't like jumping in and cutting off my boy Justin. Wait, but, but you're the leader, Finn. You're you're in charge tonight. You cut off. You should cut you off. So, you know what you got? Yeah, I'm only gonna loop cut back you to off. me later. But uh, Justin, I am. I, I cede no. the floor. <laughs> Zach, hit us with what you've been playing. Yeah, sure. Uh, so and that's your time. All right, oh, fair so. enough. Yield <laughs> <laughs> my time. Fuck you. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody um, to make that joke. Yeah, so I think the the one thing I want to say uh, is that I have been I dipped into uh, itch 
uh, itch.io itch yeah. uh, had, had their bundle, yes. for bundle for racial justice and equality. You can still buy it. You can still Please buy it. Please okay, pay I've more than $5 if up. you can. Yeah. I've got it up in front of me right now. So when I bought it, there are like 700 games. There's now up to 1,500 games in this bundle. It, $5 minimum. Good I'm putting a link Lord. in the chat. Thank you. Um, so there's a ton of great games in here. Really, really small, niche stuff that you've never played before. A bunch of like tabletop RPGs that you can like download and print PDFs for so you can play with your friends uh, in real life or maybe through uh, a Zoom. Um, and there's also like big, big name indies like uh, uh, Night in the Woods is there, Overland, which is kind of new, A Short Hike, Celeste is in there now. Fuck yes! Yeah, there's a Minute, ton of great- Minute, Game yeah. of the Year 2018, Minute. Yes. Sorry there's to a... keep interrupting you. No, you're good. Uh, but so uh, we've all had a week. We all have. Uh, and Tuesday morning before work, I, I hopped on uh, and just kind of was skimming through like 25 pages of this, and I ended up stopping on Wide Ocean Big Jacket. I did uh, too! Which, it's I a great. we can we both talk about this game? You go, you go, but I'll, all right, I'll all right, help. All right, all right, all right. So, so uh, White Ocean Big Jacket uh, stars four characters. I took notes of their names. Uh, so it's it's Uncle Brad and Aunt Cloanne, Mord and Ben. So Mord is a thirteen year old girl. Uh, she's she's camping with her aunt and uncle, and she's brought her other her boyfriend who's twelve, uh, Ben, with them. Ben has never been camping before, uh, and so the game is all about jumping perspective from each of the four members and the little little conversations they have along the way. Um, and it ended up being like this really short, like maybe an hour and fifteen. It's like an hour, thing. yeah. Yeah, it's nothing uh, in the in the best way. Um, and so like there's all these little cute ways the characters talk to each other, right? Like. So Ben is like a very, very timid character uh, who's never been camping before. And so he's always trying to prove like himself. And he's also like got these weird like insecurities around his own masculinity. And so he has these interactions with Uncle Brad, uh, who is uh, his girlfriend's uncle, which is like awkward. Um, but so much of the game to me just worked because it was about... I think we all remember being like twelve and thirteen, like those first significant other, significant other. Oh yeah, it's like had. super cute. They're like, oh, it's so good. They're like a boy. Okay. They're like boyfriend and girlfriend, but it's like, oh, you're my boyfriend. Let's hold hands. Like, yes. Like it's it, it's darling. And it's and it's so sweet in the way that uh, like Mord is kind of kind of the, the badass, and Ben is kind of a coward in the sweetest way. And so you pass <laughs> uh, teens on the on the beach. And Ben just wants to get by them, uh, and like Mord basically wants to talk shit and make them like get out of her way, uh, and like it, and it's just like the like the sweetest game. Um, but also like there's also uh, like these really cringy uh, conversations about like where like Mord corners Cloyan and like asks when the right time to have sex is, and it's like these really awkward things that like you wouldn't see in a AAA indie, but like it's also done in this really endearing way. Um, and the way you pick who you kind of have conversations with um, feels so good. Um, you know, I, this happens a lot with indie games, but just the way the dialogue is written, uh, just ends up feeling, um, I don't know, so much more personal and it feels like the way that, like, Night in it's the Woods, really human. yeah, like, Night in the Woods tapped into this a few years ago and now other games have gotten better at kind of mimicking that, but, like, it is written in a way that, like, how you think people our age talk and also how people 10 years older than us talk and people 10 years younger it's not written by like it doesn't feel like it was written by a boardroom right like you can feel the intimacy of like a two-person dev team here yeah it's also there's a really interesting thing it does where it the internet has kind of especially social media has cultivated like a very particular style of communicating that involves like capitalizing certain letters yeah. and certain words um to like do emphasis um and there's a really interesting style going on here where they 
they will, especially with the kids, the adults don't do it as often, but the kids will, will capitalize the first letter of every single word in the sentence for particular kinds of emphasis. And it, it's hard, it's very hard to describe if you don't know what I'm talking about, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And the, they'll do it in like very particular ways to sort of, and, and you hear it because you know exactly what that sounds mm -hmm. like. And you know exactly what that looks like on the internet. So you recognize what they're doing. Um, but it's just, it's very real and very good. And like, I, I don't want to spoil it because again, it's a short game. Absolutely with your time. Please pick up this bundle. Uh, one last thing I want to say about the bundle generally too, is that like these games can pretty much run on like most MacBooks and most uh, uh, okay PCs because like they're indies that don't really require a lot. Like you could probably run this. Like even if you're like, I don't have a gaming PC. I just have a work laptop while I'm on, uh, while I'm like working from home, you can probably run these. Um, but uh, uh, there's this one quiet moment where, so again, you're going camping on the edge of a beach. Uh, and there's a quiet moment between Ben and Mord uh, where where they're talking and they're just sitting there watching the the, the moon and the, the waves. And at one point, like, they have this conversation where Mord basically is, says, you know, even if we hate each other 30 years from now, promise me we're going to come back here and we'll just we'll just spend time here, even if we don't like each other anymore. And Ben agrees. And, like, there's this, like, again, like, they, they capture, like, this very, very nostalgic, like, youthful innocence of, like, yeah, of course we're always going to love each other. Um, and, and I just, uh, it felt like something that I could just, um, really appreciate and like, it's a perfect wake up, have coffee and like smile and also feel like sad in the best way. Um, it's just a really fucking good game and buy this, buy this whole bundle and support an important cause and also play a bunch of very cool indie video games. That's may I, may I add to that? I do, Please. I do think the other thing, um, that the, the one thing that I don't, I don't think you didn't mention that I want to make sure gets mentioned is that, um, you don't just play, um, you, it's the perspective sort of shifts constantly throughout the game and you do play, uh, briefly as Brad and Cloanne, um, you, you get their perspectives as well and you get some intimate moments between them and there's, there's a lot of really lovely contrast because they, they are currently, I, I won't go into it again because it's a very short game. Um, it's, it's very much, it's less a game with like a big climax and a big drop and more just a moment in these people people's lives um but they, they do have a problem that they are you know kind of going through at the same time and they have like some intimate moments discussing it and kind of depending on how you track because like it's there aren't any choices in this game except for the choices of who you talk to and when and sometimes you don't really have a choice you just kind of have to follow the narrative but sometimes like who you interact with is sort of dependent on you know who who you're thinking of particularly in that moment and so you can kind of get like different perspectives on sort of the conflict that they're dealing with but they're 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 young adults i mean they're I'm looking at this group of people on this chat. They're like, they're about the age that we are now. They're probably in their, like, I'd say late 20s, maybe early 30s. They're not that old, um, but they're dealing with like adult problems. And it's, it's very interesting to see the way that they interact with these kids who are not their kids. Like, it's not their daughter and son or anything, but they're these kids who they do care about but also kind of how that contrasts with their problems as adults. And I, I found it really interesting to play, you know, as a person, I'm 29 years old, um, a person who's, you know, looking at these problems and, you know, relating to both in different mm -hmm. ways, right? Like both, both looking back at that sort of youthful, like first relationship, like, oh, like th there's a really cute moment where more just like, I'm going to kiss you. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah. And they just sort of do like a little kiss and that's it. And it's like really cute. Cause it's like very innocent. Um, but then there's also like these adults who are like, God relationship problems. Like how do we do, how do we deal with these together? 
Um, and it's just it's just interesting to see the contrast and feel like relating to both of those perspectives. It's a really good game. Like one, get the bundle, and two, if you don't know what the fuck to play in the bundle and you just have a free hour somewhere, White Ocean Big Jacket is a really good one to pick. It's like yeah. it's like low effort. It's really good. It's sweet. It has a, it's it's pleasant. It's not gonna make you feel like shit, um, which is nice. So yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad that you had uh, that to say, Reb, because you are the next person up. So I just uh, real quick Reb... want to point out to Reb, I'm not in my late 20s or early 30s. Okay. Man, well, early 50s. Calm down, Reb. Got it, man. Got it. <laughs> so, Rebert, take it away. What else have you been playing? Yeah. So, White Ocean Big Jacket. Um, I did the same thing that Zach did. I just sort of opened the bundle to sort of see what was there. Um, aside from White Ocean Big Jacket, I touched on two other games. Uh, one of them I only played about 20 minutes of and I didn't love. Um, it wasn't bad, to be clear. I played Walden, which is uh, basically like it's it's like a. You know Walden by Henry David Thoreau? It's a Walden simulator. It's a game where you're Henry David Thoreau at Walden Pond. I don't think it's a bad game. Um, I think it, it's, like, interesting because you go through and you, like, there's, like, these little arrowhead markers around. And when you have, whenever you interact with one, you sort of get, like, an excerpt from Walden kind of about the area that you're in. You can talk to Emerson. Um, I'm an English major. I was really into like American lit for a while. Um, so it, it kind of resonated with me in that way. I do think it sort of suffers um, from the fact that it is, I, I know, I, I like, I never begrudge indie games the fact that they don't always look like super high budget, right? Because they're not. They're indie games. I do think that a game like this would benefit from looking really incredible. Like, I wish that AAA budgets would spend money on making just this beautiful fucking Walden Pond simulator. I think that would be great. Um, I think the fact that it's just kind of this forest of, like, the same kind of trees makes it a little less serene than it wants to be. Um, and so that makes it a little bit hard. I, I only spent like 20 minutes on it because it was just, you know, it was Walden. And also like hearing, for some reason, the idea of Thoreau going out into the woods and then kind of like the background knowledge that actually his mom just lived down the street and brought him groceries or whatever the fuck it was, just sort of like screamed like weird white man introspection to me and I just wasn't feeling it. So I kind of moved on. I think it's probably a really good game. And so if you like, like Walden or like that writing or anything like that, or just, just being out in nature and kind of hanging out, like, I think that is a good game. There's like, there's like some like survival elements. Like you need to, you need to get food, you need to fish and pick berries and shit. Um, there's some exploration. Like it's, it's just pleasant. There's nothing wrong with it, but it just wasn't what I wanted at the time. Um, Sorry, I'm going to go rapid fire. There's a bunch of games that I played recently. Um, I also played Far From Noise, um, another game in that bundle, um, which is you you have your engine has failed in your car and you have accidentally driven your car off a cliff. Um, your car is currently suspended on the edge of the cliff, teetering back and forth. You are freaking out because this is not a situation you wanted to be in. Um, and you're having a panic attack and kind of in the midst of it, this massive male deer giant horns male deer walks up to you and starts having a conversation with you a very philosophical conversation <laughs> and the whole game is you having this philosophical conversation with this deer on this cliff and it sits with you overnight and you talk and you talk about like themes of like loneliness and what it means to be alone versus lonely and what it means to be a person in society and kind of what your ambitions are and it turns out this character has like you know, they were in university and they had some issues and they kind of ran away from it and they were sort of trying to figure out their place in the world um it's sort of a weird game. I, I felt like I, it was, it's also about an hour long. Um, I felt that it had a sort of, it was trying to have an ambiguous ending. Um, but I think 
what it actually ended up having was a cynical ending as a result. Um, and I don't want to spoil it for people, but that 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 was another thing. There, there's a lot. I'm finding that there's a lot of games that I think I would normally like quite a bit that don't feel good right now in the current climate, and that was one of them. I think it's probably it's a really interesting little indie game. It's got some really like it's got some really good meditative aspects to it. There's like moments where the deer is like trying to get the person in the car to okay, breathe in now, breathe out. Like you know, take a moment, breathe. You can't physically do anything about the moment that you're in, so focus on the things that you can do and the things that you can think about and, you know, work from there. Um, and I think those are really good. I think like those, qual those qualities of the game are really interesting. I think the writing is really, really interesting. I think it's a, a little bit navel gazing, but I don't think that's necessarily bad, um, especially for a little game like that. Um, so yeah, far from noise, if you want something just like a little bit weirdly introspective um, and kind of calm and like, I don't know, just something to think about. That's, that's an, another interesting one in the bundle that you could try. I'm going to go through and try some of the other games in that bundle too over the next week and see what I think. Jonathan? What's, what's up, John? I'm just no. I'm just confused about one thing, Reb. When you say navel gazing, what like what exactly are you like like What's your meaning behind that? It's just like it's it's very focused on itself. Like it, it's a it feels a little bit self important. Um, oh, okay, all right. Just a that little makes bit. Sense. I, I and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like I think I think in AAA that can kind of be a bad thing, but I think in indie like you're sometimes. I guess it depends on the game. I think in the case of this game, it's like this little game about a deer talking to a dude in a car. Like, it's, it's like, fine to be that way. Um, it's just, like, be, be aware that it can be a little bit cynical. Um, but speaking of cynical, sorry, the last game that I want to talk about is Imran and I finally finished playing Divinity Original Sin 2. <laughs> I was hoping you would talk about yes, this. Yes, we finished it. Um, I love the first two-thirds of that game. <laughs> The last, the first two thirds of that game are incredible. The writing is so good. The characters are interesting. There's so much going on. The music is great. The way the systems work together, the way like the fire and the water and like all the different like like field effects and the different like things on the battlefield can work together to make these interesting combinations that you can kind of you can either play with or ignore and just blow shit up. Like it's it's really great. The characters, it's like D and D the video game. It's the closest thing to D and D the video game I've ever seen. It's really great, but. You get to the final third, and I, I, Imran has like explained this to me, and I have not paid too much attention to it. My understanding is like the final third of the game from Arcs, basically the city of Arcs onward, um, was sort of like like added after early access or something. Like it was added, it, it was added later. It was not part of like kind of the main campaign originally, um, and it's also been fixed, fixed apparently according like in the definitive edition. It's just kind of a mess. Like the last third of the game, everything kind of goes off the rails. Like the quests are. I feel like they're designed to be sort of like this web where there's like five or six different main quests that you're there trying to finish up before you before you do the final fight. And they all sort of feed into one another. Like one of them you do, and as you do it, you maybe get some information that leads you to the next one and so forth. But the game very clearly has an idea of the order you're supposed to be doing them in. And if you're not doing them in that order, then it gets really confusing. Like Imran and I went to this lady at the very, like, we realized we had missed a quest, and we went to go do it, and we got to her, and we went through this whole dialogue, and then she's like, okay, I have this really difficult task for you. I need you to kill this person and this person. And we're like, we killed them. And she's like, okay, cool, here's your reward. And that was just fucking it. Like, that was the whole quest. And, like... But but nothing nothing had led us to her. Like there was nothing when we got to the city that said, "Hey, maybe you should go talk to this person," right? Because if it had, then she would have led us to go kill those people. Instead, we had to sort of figure that out on our own. It was it's just very bizarre. Like and and then the final fight. I don't want to get Divinity is a big game. I don't want to get too in the weeds 
on it, but there are multiple villains in Divinity. There are multiple people in this world. It's a very cynical world. It's a very dark world. There are a lot of people causing problems. And I sort of assumed, going into the ending, that there would be sort of multiple final boss fights. Like, we maybe confront one guy and then find out that this person was actually in charge, and then maybe there's this whole god, like, pro- causing problems. Like, I, I thought that was kind of going to be the progression. No, instead they just packed every villain in the game into one room and made us and them all fight each other all at once. Sounds and like a Batman it game. Just, yeah. It ended up a giant <laughs> clusterfuck. We failed the first time because it was a mess. And the second time we managed, like, by luck or whatever, most of the bad guys all went into one corner of the room and fought each other. And so we just slowly picked off the rest of them one by one while trying to stay alive. It was very weird. Sorry. It was very weird. The systems were not kind in terms of us doing co-op. Like, letting, like... There was a point where we walked into the room and I accidentally triggered the dialogue because I think I walked in first, but the character was like, oh, I'm this character's daughter. And it was a character Imran was playing and Imran had no chance to respond. And so even though that character was right there, they just never said anything. And I'm like, we have to restart because I really want to know what his thoughts are on this. And it just like didn't account for co-op at all. And then during the credits, even though I apparently got the good ending for my character, I didn't get to see it because I was playing that character. Imran saw it because he wasn't playing that character. So it was oh. just it was just weird and confusing and it gets way too hard in arcs. And I, the last third of the game. Did you guys not fight the giant Kraken demon boss? And We like... did. Oh, you did? Okay. Uh, I found out you can charm it and then all of the people it summons join your team. Amazing! Because it's a a Void Woken. So you're right before the end, you're given that spell Charm Void Woken. Oh, I never got that. Who gets that? How do you get that? You didn't? Well, at one one point, one of the Void Woken starts speaking to you. It's like the only one that ever talks to you. And if you have a high enough persuasion, it teaches you Charm Void Woken. What? Oh, Imran! This was... You got that? This is Imran's fault. This is Imran's fault. Anyway, that it made the fight so much easier. He was playing Fane and Ifon, and I was playing uh, Losi and Red Prince. Imran yeah. fucked up. Yeah, you right. did fuck up. What was Hashtag that? Imran fucked up. Derek, hit us with the old games. Yeah, um, I do not want to spend a lot of time because we do not have time uh, to keep this Sorry. going for much longer. Um. I uh, have not had a lot of time to play games in general because I've been very busy the last two weeks with other stuff, but um, I started XCOM uh, Enemy Within back up on a whim, uh, and I beat XCOM Enemy Within, which I didn't think was a thing you could actually do. I've not heard of people actually beating XCOM. Um, I mean, XCOM 2, there's like, that's the whole reason XCOM 2 starts with assuming you lost in XCOM 1. Like, so. <laughs> you think shit's in your mouth in that regard. Yeah. I don't actually... Have any of you ever beat X... Has anyone... Anyone in the chat... Has any, literally anybody who can hear no this ever beat XCOM beat an XCOM. No one has beat XCOM. No one has beat XCOM. Is that real? Not XCOM yeah. 2. Is lying. But I beat XCOM, and I'm working on beating XCOM 2. I believe I will. Um, I've never beat XCOM Fucking too. incredible. Yeah, but I beat XCOM, and I'm like, what the fuck? Um... So that's 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 <laughs> what my gaming history has been the last two weeks is is playing XCOM and figuring out XCOM and beating XCOM. So well, awesome, John. I will go quick. I've been playing uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, which what's to say there? I loved the first Xenoblade Chronicles and uh, Finn, my man. Look at look at Finn with the good taste. That's a beautiful oh, steelbook. It's so um, it's it's great. I'm about forty hours in. It's a big ass game. You can easily put hundred hours into this game. Uh, but I it's you know. 
uh, visually it's much more impressive than the first one but content wise it's xenoblade chronicles uh and i love it it's a good game um i am also other than like you know my usual rotation of final fantasy 14 and smash brothers and mario kart i'm also playing uh deadly premonition i got back into it this game fucking rules in the worst possible way and uh, like just to sum up derek especially my experience and anybody in the chat who's played deadly premonition there's a scene near the very beginning where york is in the car and the car crashes and the screen goes black and when that happened to me the game instantly fucking crashed and i was like oh well <laughs> i was like i guess <laughs> like you fucking died like <laughs> the fucking game and uh and for anybody in chat who has played deadly premonition fucking the coffee that's all i got yeah. all right so i'm very disappointed in all of you because none of you have played the greatest game of this or any generation. Mario and Sunshine? That, that is the, uh, no, I said greatest, not trash can. Um, Maneater, wow. the shark RPG, the jankiest of jank, the the epitome of turn your brain off and just have fun, chomping on baby seals, eating hammerhead sharks, jumping onto a rave uh, concert and eating everybody there. Maneater is, I saw someone post that Maneater is like a PS2 game in today's world. And that's what it is. It's a throwback to the janky garbage open world games that everything was there in the PS2 generation. Oh my God. It's, it's so much fun. It's in the dumbest way. And I don't know. I, I feel like the, the, the voiceover character is Cyril Figgis from Archer, but I haven't actually looked it up to confirm it, but the writing is funny and well-written and it makes me giggle and everything about it from the duck dynasty-esque uh, scaly pete shark hunter <laughs> family reality tv show with the fake hashtags and the evolutions i now have these fins that every time i evade i do a i see what you did there uh, and, and i can take down all of the boats that are chasing me and it, it, things have just become really broken and i love it and it's so dumb in every possible way and everyone should play man eater it's on xbox game pass and if you want to buy Wait, it, it is it, yeah yeah it's game pass son all of a sudden zach's gonna drop from Wait, the man eaters in game pass <laughs> man eaters on game pass what i didn't know that I didn't know that. I thought it was. I actually, I actually did know that. I don't even play Xbox. Wait, let me check. What? Hold that on. doesn't sound right to uh, me. Why would you doubt him? On. Why would Go you on. say he's lying? Go on. Go on. Keep talking no. about it. No, please continue. You know what? To be fair, I played it on PlayStation. My friend said he got it on Game Pass, so I just took him at his word. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I don't know. All I know is it's awesome and everyone should play it. So, yeah. There we go. Ah. So good. Man now I think it's PS5 time, yeah? Uh, you know what? I'm hankering for it, Finn. Did anyone I gotta... not talk about what they were playing? I think every, you everybody got, got it. Zach, me, Justin. No, I Justin, I made... we were supposed to go back to Justin. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Destiny another time. We don't have time. Man Eater's not <laughs> on Game Pass, for well, what's worth. Oh, it's not? Okay. <laughs> my, my friend straight up lied Psych. to me. So don't, don't get it on Xbox Game Pass, uh, but just play it anyway. Uh, Man Eater's great. So... You, we have two options for the PS5 uh, discussion. One is Reb's, uh, frankly, frankly, just pandering link to the GameIndustry.biz, beautifully alphabetized with a studio and everything. I copied uh, it from the press release and then went through and did a grammar and accuracy check. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it, it's beautiful, and it's and you've even got a broken down. And the style guide code, check because we don't all caps some of the shit they all caps. And you've got it broken down by first party and third party, and it, it really is just beautifully done. Thank However, you, Sony, for the press release. I wrote it down <laughs> on a paper towel uh, in the order that we were up now. Why? Like, why would you write it on a paper towel? And I am nothing but a resourceful lad, okay? And so I got, I took what was given to me, and I made do. And so I'm going to. Uh, uh, do both of them and combine them and read them in the order they were announced. And the chat broke. It's like incredible that you did this because, like, yeah, I wrote them down in an article because that's my job. But literally, the computer is right here. You like could have typed them up in a Google Doc or a Word doc. Right yeah, here. Like, you, yeah, you could have written them on your phone. You could have done literally did, anything. But it's just what you the did. typing noises when we're trying to watch. And I was being considerate. No, 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 no. I'm here for a Reb lecturing Finn. Uh, I'm here for yeah. all of it. Of the many Beautiful. options available to you, this is the one that you picked. It's just all right. Incredible. I love it. So we all have to admit. You know, love PlayStation or hate PlayStation, I think we can all agree that hate starting station. off... Hate Station. I think That's we can it. all agree that starting with Grand Theft Auto V... Oh my god! Also that was my god! I think starting with Grand Theft Auto V was actually a good decision for the reason that it was literally the most, like, commercial monetization thing in the whole show they got it done, and we promptly forgot about it. I mean, putting Spider-Man immediately after that <laughs> yeah, was so smart because them. we immediately forgot about it. Like no one thought about it afterward. Um, and sorry, hi, business journalist. Um, it is extremely <laughs> interesting that they p are putting Grand Theft. Like, here's the thing: they didn't really go into it in the presentation. Grand Theft Auto Online is getting a standalone release on the PlayStation Five. Um, it's not going to be exclusive to the PS5, but the free version, it's going to be free for three months, exclusive to the PS5 in late 2021. That is a fascinating business decision. They have stopped caring about selling copies of the game, and now they just want to monetize the online oh, version. It's interesting. But yeah, doing that first and getting it out of the way so that the whole rest of the presentation could just be game, 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 was great. Also, <laughs> just, just like a really... A really, just, a really. Go ahead, John. Sorry. I was just gonna say, red. Somebody in the chat said, "Red pulling rank." I was. I was just gonna say. I think one of the weird things about this is like it feels like Sony was like, "This is a, like an obligation. It gets people in the door to play Grand Theft Auto because it's gonna sell itself." But what's buck wild is they were like, "Here's gameplay. It's not even on a PS5 dev kit. It's not even. <laughs> like, this is literally like they literally were like this is PS4 gameplay. Late 2021. Late 2021." But like, oh my, it, <laughs> the funniest Zach, part to me, was, Zach, dude, calm is down. Like, Zach, do you think they even started down. on it yet? Like, no, it, it, it was literally like Sony didn't give a fuck about it, and and Rockstar didn't give a fuck about it. They were just like, no, just put the trailer out. They're not gonna notice. Just put up. <laughs> yeah, but we at? didn't. We noticed for like all of five seconds, and then the second Miles Morales oh. showed up, we're like, yeah. what? I don't yeah, care about totally. the other thing. Let's watch this. And that's a that's fucking it. launch hold title. Hold on, guys. By the way, Justin, Justin was trying to say something. Go. I did think it was also really funny how Jim Ryan practically said that, like, that's not part of our presentation. Yeah, like, yeah, like they did the GTA 5 thing, and then it's like, okay, now the event starts. Everybody relax. Um, like, like it, it was almost like he's just like, we, we know. Don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, and then moved on. <laughs> so, there was just moving on. Oh, what you got, John? 
No, I was just going to say there was one huge collective eye roll on the live stream we did. Yeah. We were all just like, oh, God, come like, on. Like, I get it. It makes sense. Reb has a very good point. You get she it does. out of the way. You she got does. it. Right, but, like, I mean, okay. I, I know y'all eye rolled. I know we all eye roll about GTA. I don't give a shit about GTA. But it is the biggest fucking moneymaker. And Ever. it is so interesting that they have decided that GTA Online is going to be late 2021. Like, when the fuck is GTA 6 happening? Is that, like, Never. Late, the fact that they're bringing the online mode, mode for GTA 5 onto the PS5 in late 2021 means we are definitely not seeing GTA 6 by then. Absolutely not. And probably not for some time after. So, like, like this is their thing. This is the thing that they are doing, this, like, long-term monetization thing. I don't know. Sorry. Business journalist gives a shit about this because it's like money moving around and how other games get made. But it's just, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's, it, it, that is a good way. It is this shot was a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so we followed up with, uh, and, and, and it was funny for our live stream because John had just said before the show started. We're not seeing Spider-Man. He was like, we're not seeing Spider-Man. And everybody agreed with me. Everybody agreed with me. And then so the it wasn't first- just me. The first like PS5 game was, was fucking Spider-Man. Miles Morales <laughs> and the collective explosion of joy I felt because not only was it Miles, but it's his classic iconic costume. He has his yeah. invisibility. He has his electroshock. I don't even care if it's a full standalone game or an infamous first light scenario. Reb, go. I just want to point out that beginning, I mean, GTA 5 is whatever. Beginning with Miles Morales, we did not see a single fucking white man protagonist for 43 minutes. Yeah. A great show. I was, I was, I didn't know if we wanted to talk that at the end, but yeah, like. And the first one was Agent himself. 47 and he's yeah. fine. Yeah. Agent he's 47 was the first and I think maybe one of the only white guy protagonists we got in this it entire was, There were like two. And he's it also was the Agent 47 generic. and then, yeah. It was, was Agent good. 47 yeah. and then. Ethan and Chris from Resident Evil 8. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Well, there were the guys from uh, whatever. Oh, hold on. The list. Like, uh, like you uh, don't uh, get uh, more generic than Agent 7. He's a bald He's a bald Call of Duty <laughs> multiplayer character. Like, the, the one with the old man and then the adventurer. What was that? Oh, God. I know what you're talking. Yeah. Well, little Devil Inside. Little, little Devil, Devil Inside. inside. Uh, Those are white yeah. people, I think. Okay. The old man was but definitely Very white. diverse presentation. That's what, that's what matters. And, and it, diverse in character representation, diverse in genre, diverse in scope, diverse in budget, like everything about this hit on so many. Anyway, back to Miles and how I gushed about it for 72 hours straight in my mind. And then I came back and, and luckily Gran Turismo 7 was next, which gave me more time to think about Miles Morales. That game looks beautiful though, man. Does like Grant, Grant, oh, oh yeah. I just see Gran Turismo and think it's an inferior Forza Horizon. It's not. Ooh, it's not. But 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 I mean, like like look, I don't give a shit about racing games unless it's Mario Kart. Like I don't care. But but Gran Turismo looked fucking gorgeous. Like that's and that's a smart move, right? Like have you guys noticed you like all these like whether it's Microsoft or Sony they always show a racing title first. Like, like it's one of the first couple of games to be shown because they're always a visual spectacle, right? You always want to, you, you want people to appreciate how- Ray Trace Reflections, baby. Yeah, the race, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, um, and, uh, but yeah, no, I, it's not for me. I don't care about racing games, but I did think it looked really gorgeous. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, 
GT is always like the the technical showcase game. They trot it out every console generation to show you how pretty the graphics are. But it, it, it never matters to me because I'm never going to buy it or play it. Yeah, I'm not going to play Gran Turismo. I don't care. What happened however, however, you know what I will play is Ratchet and Clank yes. ripped apart. Uh, oh, oh I, I think if someone went back and clipped my reaction to this from the Twitch stream, it would just be me screaming wildly and flailing. Yes, this is this was really I say this is someone who gently does not care about Ratchet and Clank in the sense that I think it's probably very good. Like it is definitely like I respect it. It's great. A lot of people love it. It's not it's not a game I'm going to play, but like that's okay. Like I'm Ben, it's like you in Animal Crossing. Like I'm really happy that you have this thing that you love. Like I'm genuinely happy for you. Um however, this trailer is very interesting. I think it one, I think it was the longest section of like actual gameplay that we got the whole show. Yeah. I, and also it was specifically gameplay that I think, like, subtly, not in the, like, very, like, Microsoft, oh, look at this fucking ray tracing kind of thing. But it was very much... Although that was in there, too. It was in there, too. But it was very... <laughs> it was kind of, like, suddenly trying to show off the capabilities, right? Like, there were a lot of, yeah. like, like battles with, like, lots of shit on the screen and some particle effects. And then there was a whole thing where he, like, dropped into the portal and then popped out in a different location. And there was basically, like, a one-second load. Um, it was just, it, it was yeah. interesting. It was subtle, but not so subtle if you knew what you were looking for. Justin? Yeah, so, yeah, going off of that, like, this, like, that Ratchet and Clank demo is, like, the the one thing that we saw today that was really, like, that SSD flexing how fast you can load data. Right. Um, it was, like, and... And that's the thing I think was so exciting is it's not ev it's not just you can go between locations fast, but you can go between these dense, really detailed, really consistent locations. Well, and what's that cool quickly. about that, Justin, is I got the impression um, and it's like, like you're pulling those locations toward you. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're it's like, like drawing them in. It's kind yeah, of it's um, yeah, but it's 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 super super cool and like. Go, um, I've gone through the like higher quality assets because the stream was limited to 1080p, 30fps. There are direct feed screens and 4K trailers out now. Unfortunately, none of the actual gameplay clips are available in 4K yet. I hope those come soon, but the trailers are out and stuff. And like the one thing I really noticed, um, and you know, it's it's really started with like Ratchet and Clank is like the level of consistency and detail is really cool and it makes the characters feel grounded in the world in a different way. It's not like this hyper-detailed character against a, you know, pretty detailed environment. Like, it's just consistent across, which is really, really neat. Um, and I think Ratchet & Clank is a perfect game for launch, too, because it's family-friendly. It has a long-running PlayStation um, fan base connection. And they're always just good. Like, is it a launch it's, title? It's not one of those games. Do we know it's, if it's not a fucking Knack. Yeah. I don't think it's a launch title. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Spider Man and Ratchet. There's no way. Ratchet's going to wait a bit. If they yeah. didn't say 2020, then I'm assuming it's not coming it's this launch. year. Right. If we actually know which one of these are launch titles, like yeah. some well, of them got years on them. Yeah, that's true. There was there was less. There was less. Um, yeah. Spider Man was the only one I saw there with is... an actual like window. No, some of them had windows. GTA Death Five, Loop. for instance, is late twenty twenty one. Oh, Death oh, dude, I must have missed a few that. others had had windows, but yes. No, Sorry, I, I guess I was windows. just assuming. Right. Yeah. I guess I was just assuming Ratchet and Clank, but again, um, 
it's a game that I think is also a good like early generation game because it's not going to have the same kind of expectations on it as like say something like a God of War 2. Like where they would have to be either rushing it and it could, you know, impact the quality. Like Ratchet and Clank I feel like is the type of game that will come out at the quality that people expect. Um, oh yeah. Appeal to a wide Ratchet audience and Clank and always comes yeah. out with quality. Yep. All right, next we have a game that uh uh, John and I, I believe, have uh, different opinions on Square Enix's Project Athea. I, I, I don't really have an opinion on it because I don't really know what it is. This. I mean, I mean, I love the fact. So obviously, it's Cooling based on the agonized, it's based on the agonized philosophy uh, demo that was released, or well, like you know, the visual demo that was released years ago. But I, it, honestly, I would rather Reb talk about this because I know that she's got opinions on this and she's excited about this. My Reb, opinions ahead. are limited to, or like they they begin and end at cool lady witch, cool lady witch, <laughs> cool lady witch. So, so there was a lot of talk uh, about whether or not this was Final Fantasy 16. It is not. Um, it's uh, according to an email. I got the email too, Finn. It's a new IP according to Square Enix. Now, granted, you know, Final Fantasy versus 13 was not Final Fantasy 15, but it became 15. So who knows what's going to happen? But I will say this based on the word project, this game ain't coming out for four years. No, if not longer, we're not it's seeing a, this. It's shit a for... working title. It's a working yeah. title. If we're there's anything we've learned, long time. If there's anything we've learned from Square, it's that they love to show a teaser trailer and then not release for five years. Yeah, like Final Fantasy yeah. VII remake. Kingdom oh my Heart god, 3. this is gonna be a PlayStation Six launch title. Too. Yeah, oh. we we ain't seeing this. We ain't seen this for a PS6 long time. PS Six Pro. Now the question <laughs> is, is it actually gonna come out, or is it our deep down? New deep down. No, it's gonna come out. Deep down, it's gonna is come out. Singularly unique. <gasps> Right. Exactly. More threads have been created on Gaff and Era about Deep Down than there are seconds uh, of footage of Deep Down on the internet. I, b- I believe Rockstar's agent would have words with you. <laughs> Fair. So I will right. say, yeah, like, Reb, like okay? we don't. I... I accidentally swallowed the fire candle. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Reb, do you want to go get a glass of water? Live that cinnamon life. Reb's got the water. Yeah, you can't um, leave yet because our next game's all for you. I, I'll just I'll just say this real quick, Fid. I don't think I think it's really tough to have an opinion about Project Atheist simply because we didn't really get a good understanding of what it is from the trailer. I love like the aesthetics though. I know yeah. the aesthetics are great. Yeah. Art style art style art. was cool. I'm looking forward to hearing more. That's about all I could take. What the cool, lady yeah. cool, cool, cool lady witch. 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 But it was like it was such a surprise that it was a cool lady person of color witch. Like yeah. out of nowhere. Just yes. like, was it? Yeah. Yes. Oh. I'll have to watch it again. Then. Yes. So so Reb, I am intensely curious on your take of Annapurna's stray. So this is deeply embarrassing. I was trying oh, to write an article while it was going on and I looked at it and went cat and then looked away to write some more. <laughs> and then I looked over and saw Annapurna and then I looked away and wrote some more. And so, like, the, I mean, honestly, that's enough to sell me. Cat and Annapurna is basically. great, but like, I didn't actually see most of the trailer. The elevator pitch is all the humans are gone, and then you're a cat living in a world where, like, all these robots that were, like, assistants to the humans are left, and you're kind of navigating that world as the cat. I love it. Yeah, uh, and the I cat has Derek a backpack. A the cat has a backpack! Derek nailed it best when he co- com- uh, compared it to that uh, animated short from Netflix. 
What Unlocking is it? The it. second one from is it, is it Love, Death, one. and Robots or Love, Sex, and Robots? Which is the name of Love, the series? Love, Death, and Robots. Pixar, Love, Death, and Robots. Pixar would yeah. not put the word sex into anything. Derek. It was not Pixar, <laughs> but but um, no, it's like there's it was a, like David Fincher Love, and Death, somebody and Robots. else. There's you just need to put the word sex into the Lion King. The second short film Anything's possible. The second short film is about robots touring the post-human world, um, and it's very fun and lighthearted and silly, and it reminded me of that. Um, down to the cats being the uh, reigning. Uh, life form left on the planet at that point. So, do you do you know what's in the cat's backpack? It's weed. <laughs> he, he, can't, he can't have weed. He was going to his point. job. Why do you have to ruin a wholesome thing? That cat today? had a job weed to go to. Weed can be wholesome. It's twenty twenty. Come on. Yeah. But the cat cats shouldn't do weed. The cat has anxiety. He's catnip. They don't. It's catnip. Yeah, Justin gets it. <laughs> okay. All right, so after Stray, we got House Marquis' new game, the sci-fi horror-style, like, Groundhog Day. This looks Eternal. good. Yes, Reb, you have your Middle-aged woman! Middle-aged woman! Middle-aged woman! They exist in yes. video games! Justin? So, this game looked really cool to me because it basically seems like it's taking a lot of ideas and tone and stuff from, like, Live, Die, Repeat um and like making it into like a higher budget roguelike kind of thing it looks really neat um i because i i do think you know roguelike roguelikes are kind of like an interesting design for games but i think you know kind of the way the paradigms that we've seen them in have been pretty well exhausted and this seems like it's you know adding a lot of narrative and um you know, third person stuff with, you know, more of a mystery and stuff to uncover, which I think could be really cool. And um, Housemark has always been um, a developer I've really liked. They push tech and stuff in a lot of cool ways. So I'm excited to see this one. Uh, I apologize, but it's actually pronounced Housemarkey because I said it once in my head and I refuse to correct myself. That's what I used to think it was called. And then I got corrected. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we got Sackboy, a big adventure, which for me makes me very happy because I was a huge fan of Little Big Planet on the PS3. I am proud owner of all DLC they ever released for every single Little Big Planet game. And we never got it for PS4. It completely skipped a generation. I think this oh, would be did, a wonderful... It? And it's yeah, skipping it another. No, Little Big Planet 3 is on PS4. Is this it would, was also on PS3, so but it was on this PS4. Isn't little, so this isn't Little Big Planet, though. It's no, Sackboy uh, Big Adventure, right? Like, this would be a great launch title, wouldn't it? Can I just sure, say what? that it's a giant missed opportunity to not call it Sackboy a Little Big Adventure? Like, what's going yeah, on there? That's, yeah, no. It's right, obvious, even, isn't right. it? That's what the name should about be. That until you said it, actually. That's actually too good. Like it's so obvious. That's real good. Yeah. But it's four play. The four player co-op campaign is back. And if they can fix the floaty jumpy mechanics, then I think I have another really wholesome ass game to join the PlayStation family. Yes. Justin. I, I was really excited to see this come back. I love the sack boys. I think they're a great little mascot. I would love to see them show up in some kind of like skits or and stuff. I love how they would do, you know, costumes for every, you know, 
big first party release and sometimes go in with movies and stuff. So I'm happy to see them back in some form, even if it's not Little Big Planet. Yeah. My yeah, right. my understanding of this title, which was, you know, sort of backed up by the trailer, is that the kind of cre- stage creation function is no longer in this game. That's why it's not specifically Little Big Planet right. 4. It's a different game. Um, and I think that's that's maybe interesting, right? Like, it's they, they have gotten rid of this one particular aspect. Um, I, I don't know the reasons why. I don't know if they're, you know, actively working on another game like that or what's going on. But it's interesting that they have not included that in this. And I think, like... I know they've had some issues um, with that particular mode of the game, right? Like with the creation aspect, with like copyright issues and stuff. But also, it's it's like a different developer, right? Like it's not. It's we well, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's sumo. It's not sumo maybe digital. Big Planet Three. Yeah. Right. Because right. Media Molecule is very busy. I think that so I think that this is a platformer specifically because of Dreams. Uh, because I mean, you know, like like once you look at the scope of something like Dreams is capable of, then. You know, going back to something like Little Big Planet, while it's really interesting and fun, it's it, it, in comparison, it's extremely limited, and and it, you would feel every inch of that uh, if this was just another B- Little Big Planet game. So I I think that's why, and I do not think that we're ever going to see another like actual Little Big Planet game. I think it's just going to be Sackboy now. Derek, Derek, go ahead. Yeah. Also, this is just like this fills kind of uh, uh, a, like a section that Sony wants filled where you this is a very family-friendly multiplayer, like, you know, a parent and their kids can sit down and play this game together. Like, it's Knack. It's Knack, yeah. but for the PlayStation 5. It's not Knack. It's, it's not Knack. It's better than Knack, but, like, Knack... <gasps> the joke I made is that Knack 3 no, died right. so that Sackboy could live. Like, Good. it fills that same category in a better way. Uh, but yeah. that's what it's there for. And Little Big Planet wouldn't have been the same thing. Little Big Planet would be another like maker and creator tool. And this is very much a like, do you want to sit down with your kids and play something that they can play and enjoy that will be there presumably pretty early in the PS5's life? I almost I almost opened my mouth and said that we can't we couldn't have a Knack three because we literally just got a Knack two. But I realized that one that's not true that was several years ago (laughs) and that means that i have officially been a games journalist for long enough that the games that i have played and written about as a games journalist can now get sequels oh god i I will oh no uh, i I will say that one of the biggest uh components of little big plan which is the character customization the trailer showed was still alive and well each character was fully decked out so i'm happy that's back now red mentioned that a big adventure was, was the wrong title. It should have been a little big adventure. So a perfect segue from a bad name is the worst name. And oh, no. so let's talk about Destruction All-Stars. That that, was... You think that's the worst game? I thought Returnal no, was pretty no. bad. I, yeah, it reminds me of Yernal. It's not a good yeah, name. But at least Returnal, Returnal, yeah. Returnal yeah. Was, was at least original. Destruction All-Stars just is generic for a just game that I actually words. thought. Yeah. Destruction All-Stars could li- yeah. You're right. Destruction All-Stars could literally mean any video game that was coming it, but out. It's right. a shame because the game looks really fun. It's like It looks fine. Uh, it's like BattleBots meets Rocket League. Yeah. I, don't know, I it thought it looked fun. Oh, absolutely. And like, I'm looking forward fine. to trying that. Like, 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 like. I don't right, know. Well, like, you know what, Derek? That's actually uh, the first time you actually sh- like got excited about something. So take it away. Like, what? No, I just um, you know, I don't know. We don't know obviously anything about the game. Uh, it it it's easy because of the immediate association a lot of people are going to have with stuff like Rocket League um, to assume it's going to be 
you know, uh, free to play or like a budget, you know, budget price purchase or something like that compared to like a $60. So we don't, we don't really know, but I look at this and I see, um, like it's fun. It's a little wild. You've got a lot of players playing at the same time with something that's a little bit more like to me, like I think of the, the reason why I never really played Rocket League is because the idea of trying to play soccer with cars does not appeal to me. But uh, playing goofy, twisted metal in in a big, ridiculous, like, gauntlet death trap thing glowing in neon, you know what? I'm right. there to at least try it, especially if it's free-to-play with some, like, BS monetization loot box aesthetic. Like It's a great PlayStation yeah, Plus fodder. Yeah, sure, okay. I'll give that a shot. John? Uh, I, I just want like like I thought it looked fine. I I do think that there were some kind of problematic tropes in some of the character design. Yeah. And and Kate, who is Latina, she streamed at the conference with us. Pointed, but she said, "Why is she says? Oh, I see the I see the Latino dude is a is a luchador. Uh, so yeah, you know, and, and we were like, kind of yeah, talking about like, that. Like, well, I will gently throw out that he to, uh, was the first, I'm pretty sure he was the first character that was shown, um, and there isn't really a main character in this game, and so as we go down this list, we still have not seen a white man protagonist, not yeah, a single fucking true. one. Speaking that's of true. the list, we are, uh, the, we need to start, like, speeding it up, so if it's a game no one really cares about, let I me know. I care about everybody on. game. I'm a video game journalist. Unfortunately, the next one for me was my you favorite. Destroy Red, let's talk about Final Fantasy. No. The next game is my favorite. Probably she my favorite. She said she cared about every game. Show. Uh, what did everyone else think about Kenna Bridge of Spirits? Yes! yes! I am so here for this. Beautiful and that cute looks delightful. Nice. Kate and Lizzie. Kate and Lizzie made made said that it gave them major like uh, Kubo and the Two Strings vibes, which I'm totally down with. It it's it's like a little bit of Miyazaki sprinkled yeah, in. Maybe. Yeah, we were talking about that rab on the stream. Yeah, there was a some lot of there was some there was some Ghibli vibes on there. It's gorgeous. Yep. It is um, so just vibrant, and I love a lot of the stuff that they're doing with. I mean, even like when you watch her like running and jumping across platforms, and like the hair bouncing is very like. This is ways that you can use these powerful new consoles to enhance the aesthetic of a game that's not realistic. You know, it's yeah, just, would, it's, yeah. Uh, I just, to, to Derek's point, like, this was the first, I, there was a couple of people from SCGC in, like, a chat talking about the game when, when this trailer was going out. Like, this was the game for me where I was actually like, okay, this is the first game that actually looks super next-gen, like, you would only do it on next-gen. I'm sure there's a bunch of shit in all these other games that, like, are utilizing the SSD that's, like, proof but it was the first one where i was watching it. i was like holy shit this looks incredible and like it wasn't just the visuals the visuals were great but it was also just like the way you interacted with the environment like was easily to me the first game that really looked next gen um during the showcase it's also by a studio called ember lab which i don't really know anything about this but a bunch of people were yelling about it on twitter because apparently they've done a really really good majora's mask animation as well that people love oh. um, so that, that's like really fucking cool well, like, yeah, I didn't know I, that. sorry this is a good a good place to talk about this i loved i fucking so here here is where i think i mean i don't think you can compare this to microsoft's presentation earlier because that one was specifically like just some third-party stuff but i think you can compare it in the sense of like a business decision to take their their big like indie third-party partners and put them right fucking next to their big first-party partners yep. and give them yep. equal time and equal weight like they had th this trailer was like just as important and interesting looking as 
Horizon. I mean, I know people know Horizon and they like got hyped for it, but like it had about the same, like maybe a little bit less time, but not that much. Like it had the same like amount of weight to it in the whole scheme of things. And there were multiple other indie games that got the same treatment to the point where like you really couldn't. It was really difficult to distinguish distinguish between like which ones were triple A and which ones were indie, just because unless you knew them already. And I thought that was really, really incredible and a really, really interesting show of solidarity for not all of their indies, but a small handful of their indie developers that they're like, you know, committing to, you know, for around their launch time. And I thought that was really, really wonderful. It was it was yeah. so good. Yeah, I also thought it was just really cool how many of these games were new IP. Yes. Not a lot of sequels in this in this uh show. The next game, oh. did, I don't know if oh, Justin, did you have your hand up? Um I mean just kind of adding like the thing that I was very surprised in and I just kind of want to add in a couple things that I was expecting to see here that I didn't see. Um and I was kind of surprised like Call of Duty wasn't here. And this is the latest a Call of Duty has not been revealed That's and like point. their major partners between like activision and sony are major partners right now um i was really surprised not to see that i thought this event was going to be a lot more bombastic triple a stuff and it had so much more variety um than was i was good, expecting yeah. and I, I i was i was really surprised by a lot of the games that was shown which was awesome um so i just want to say that it it was it was a surprising event in a good way because of that now, someone here might have more insight, but from just the next trailer, I didn't really learn anything about what this game was. Uh, Goodbye Volcano High, just a bunch of dinosaur high schoolers, and it looks like it's going to be the end <laughs> of just the world. Life Dude, this game is going to end with all of them dying. It's it, Life it is Strange made by Scalies. Yeah. It's Life is Strange made by yeah. Scalies. It's going to make me cry, and I'm here for it. Fuck it. I don't care everybody's like oh wow this is really for the furries and i'm like it's 2020 y'all we're all familiar with furries we can stop pretending that we're like weirded out by it it's fine like it's a thing and whatever right does anyone know what the actual gameplay is is it is it a visual novel is it a telltale they, style I, I couldn't tell life is strange type of i game? don't know that there was any yeah, indication of gameplay sure so i like I, you know, what's weird. Like I got like oxen free vibes from it, though. Kinda, yeah, I, did I too. can see that. Yeah, like I, Reb. It is made by Co-op, which is a studio that is a worker cooperative. Yeah. Oh. Also, Imram in chat said that developers describe it as a gay dinovision. So the protagonist oh, yes! is non-binary. Fuck it. yeah! All right, fuck yeah, yeah. do it. Uh, after that, Still no wait, hold on, hold on. The protagonist is not binary. That's what that's what Blaine's saying. Yeah. Still I don't, no white men. No that's white cool. Men. Oh, wow. That's really Queer awesome. Dinosaur high, Queer dinosaur <laughs> high school. I'm. I'm. I mean, why? How can you not be here for this? Hi everyone, Derek here. This is a little awkward. Um. So, since the immediate aftermath of the PlayStation Five reveal event that we're all talking about. Uh, some additional details have come out regarding Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, in particular, the lead writer, Kate Gray, is the same Kate Gray who wrote a very unfortunate article on Kotaku, wherein she posted and uploaded simulated porn of minors, uh, fictional and real in the case of um, specifically a simulated version of a teenaged Emma Watson uh, 
as Hermione Granger from the Harry Potter movies. Um, that was kind of fucked up. Um, Kate Gray has dodged talking about that incident ever since it happened. Um, she has only finally discussed it and apologized for hurting people, although not spoken about any of the specifics of what it is that she has done um, in, in a Twitter thread after pressure was put on her. But um, that's, it's, it's very frustrating. Um, and it's a, it's a very gross thing to do. Um, and as much as we gushed about Goodbye Volcano High, as much as I specifically gushed about Goodbye Volcano High, um, I didn't think it was fair to leave that go without that asterisk beside it. Um, I'm not telling you how you should think or feel, uh, but I just I think that's very important information. So, yeah. Apologies for the downer. I'm going to stop being such a stick in the mud, and I'm going to let you guys get back to the podcast you were, you were here to actually watch and listen to. That's right. This seems like the kind of teenage angst stuff that I, I did. But can you take just appreciate the fact that Sony took that game and, like Reb said, put it on the same on their biggest stage? Yeah. For the PlayStation. Yeah, it's lovely. Like, like, cool. to, to Reb's point, one of the things that Microsoft has done to, to the detriment of indie games in the past is they often they have a few indies that are like really promising that end up being the blowouts for the year, but they also are just like, here's a million things in a sizzle reel. And like right. you end up and everything ends up homogenous and you don't really remember it. And then like it launches like, oh shit. Yeah. I forgot the game was coming. So like, no, it's, Reb is spot on. Like it's, oh it's my God. To I'm just, I just opened up the press release cause I wanted to see what this game is. And I, I yeah. hadn't read it earlier cause I was just trying to do this other stuff. And yeah, it's an non-binary protagonist. Listen to this. Yeah. Fang is a typical 18 year old dinosaur. They're more concerned about their band growing vi- going viral than they are about what happens after graduation, but they're about to have much bigger problems. Will they find time to figure themselves out? Can they balance navigating a changing world with a budding romance during hard times? What do we owe each other? Goodbye Volcano High is a cinematic narrative adventure about the end of an era and the beginning of a love story. They them pronouns in a game on the forefront of Sony's big software PS5 announcement thing. Derek is losing. Oh his my mind. god, I'm so That's happy. Really cool. All right. That's really cool. Unfortunately, we have to move on because we are only halfway Derek. done this list. I, I just I just I, oh, I no. did not know that. That 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 is so refreshing to see. So That's happy. awesome. That's it's great. Queer as shit. Question: Who has strong feelings about the Odd World franchise? I like the, I like it, but okay. I don't know hey, anything about it. Keep going. Yeah. The trailer gave me big going. Willy Wonka boat tunnel vibes. Is all I know. <laughs> and then, and then after that, we got Ghostwire Tokyo, which that is, game uh, was yes. not what we thought it would be. Not what no, I expected. Yeah, no, it was very different. <laughs> yeah. I'm really curious. We don't know enough. It looks like we saw a lot of action-y stuff, but Mikami is really good at blending action and horror. Um, So I'm really curious uh, what that game will actually play like outside of a very action-focused sizzle reel. Um, I am also, as Lizzie put it so beautifully during our stream, I'm eagerly awaiting the tea on this game because some shit went down during development. Yeah. And I think it's becoming very, very clear now that we've seen the game, now we know, we know that Mikami has taken over the game, that something went on with this dream girl and this game, and I don't know who got screwed over. I don't know 
what happened, but like I want I, to know the story behind. What's I going suspect on. that Ikumi Nakamura was not thrilled with the direction this was going. Yeah, uh, I mean that's the and, thing. Something went on, and I yeah. want to know. And I don't mean that there's a villain here. I mean like something really went on with the development of this game behind the scenes. And I think remember a great how story cool there. that ramen looked in the first trailer. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like, like, do we think it looks different in a good way, I mean, or so? So, like, I guess, I guess my my thought was this: I was expecting this to be a a kind of. I felt like this was gonna be the same vein as like the Evil Within, right? Same dev team. Yes. Yeah, so and did then, I. And then, and then, in terms of gameplay, I actually felt like it reminded me of uh, uh, Bloodlines Two. What's that game that's coming out? Uh, Vampire: The Masquerade. Bloodlines Two. The Masquerade. And the the yeah. gameplay. The gameplay actually reminded me of that. Maybe a little bit less janky than Bloodlines Two, but like it, like it was just like. Again, like like um like y'all were saying, it's just like it looks way more actiony than I would have expected. Um, first person, like, you know, sure. It, first person is an interesting. I think first person was the thing that actually shocked me the most. Right? Was like yeah. I was like, Tango. Well, well, Tango like, usually yeah. third. So well, yeah. given like it's Shinji Mikami, I was expecting over the shoulder yeah, third this person. Yeah, dude pioneered right? the like, over the shoulder third person. Like yeah, like he pioneered that shit. So yeah. that's I, yeah. I mean. I was just very excited to see Shinji Mikami presenting uh, a new game. Um, I obviously, you know, I thought Akumi Nakamura's presentation was great, and it's a bummer that she had to leave. But I still think the game looks really cool, and Mikami is somebody that ha I have a lot of faith in to deliver a good game. So I'm excited for it. For yeah, it. but he also he also made uh, Shadows of the Damned, so. Shadows of the Damned was hilarious. I enjoyed Shadows of the yeah, Damned. I can't stand that game. Anyway, sorry. I don't want to go off on a tangent about Shadows of the Damned. What's next, Finn? So after that, we have uh, another indie game uh, called Jet the Far Shore. It's another uh, game where I don't really know much about it. I did not it. understand what that was. Me neither. Me neither. I wasn't sure what it was either. It's I, a game. It cool, but I didn't know what I'm, it was. I'm good. I'm, I'm personally good. I'm good with moving on from this one. Like I also, I did not understand until I read the press release that Jet was part of the name of the game because very the font was so weird. Font, yeah, it's yeah, Reb. Exactly. I couldn't understand. Like I was like, I think that says Jet. Like I can't. This understand. is the one by the it was team. Just some lines, some art. This is the, yeah. This is the one by the team that did uh, Limbo and Inside, right? No, no, no. no. This no. is Sword and Sorcery. Oh, Sword and Sorcery. Sorcery. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Sword and Sorcery is great, by the way. I think so. it's the same team that did Inside, though. That's what no, I'm saying. No, that was Playdead. Yeah, never mind. No, it's not. Playdead Play has not announced their next game. They've only okay. announced that okay. Epic is going to be For some reason it. in my head, that was, and it's not, so never mind. All of my opinions are gone. No, so... Playdead did not reveal anything on the stream. Okay. <laughs> um. Next up, we have uh, Gearbox's Godfall, which is the big, like, vanquishy action fuck randy it's pitchford. so this trailer okay on their fuck twitter for the past fuck few randy weeks pitchford. they've been like sorry on their trailer I, for the yeah, no i just had All a right. correction i was i was wrong and not inside below that's what jet below, the that, yeah. people made below okay please continue justin that was um, yeah so Gearbox is publishing. I, I don't remember the actual developer's name, but it's being published by Gearbox. But, like, they've had teases the past few weeks on their Twitter account that are all, like, old English, very epic heroes kind of thing. And so I expected that going into this trailer. 
I, this trailer was not what I expected, given all the marketing for this game up to this point. I don't think it looked very good. And, like, I guess... No, it didn't. It just looked generic yeah. as fuck. I think it did. Like, I think it looked fun. Good? Up for debate. But I thought the combat and action looked fun. Fuck Randy Pitchford. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Finn? Uh, after Godfall, we have... Uh, Hyperlight Drifters, Fallout, yeah! Solar Ash. We still don't know really much about it or how it really plays, but it looks. It looks like, like the Breath of the Wild to uh, Hyperlight Drifters: Link to the Past. It right? looked a bit like, like Haven, which is being made by the Game Bakers, um, which I thought was sort of a weird comparison given that they're both <laughs> indie games coming out around the same time. Um, but it did look good. Yeah, I, I love Hyperlight Drifter like, rules. Hyperlight Drifter is a fucking amazing game, and uh, like Heart Machine, Heart Machine, I'll play, I'll play whatever they put out. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter was incredible, so I am very much looking forward to this. Don't know, I I don't know enough about it to to like actually talk about it in, like in a in an in, in like intelligent manner though, because we we only saw some very brief snippets of gameplay. Yeah. Um, obviously a big, big, like a big departure from the first one though visually, right? Like this is yes. a third person uh, action game <gasps> as opposed to a top down Zelda type. Yeah. So um, after that, we have a we had another high uh, brand new indie title. Uh, it's a new IP, um, Hitman Three. Has anyone any thoughts on? I've Hitman? never heard of it. Forty three minutes in, first white man, and it's Agent Forty Seven, and he's okay. <laughs> yeah, we we stand an Agent Forty Seven. The coolest... he was like he was killing government officials to me. That says that uh, he's Antifa, and so he Agent Forty Seven can hang out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The coolest thing about yeah. Hitman Three is that, like Hitman Two, everything from Hitman One and Two of like the new standalone stuff um can be kind of like imported to within the environment of hitman 3 so like yeah. you can just get hitman 3 on your new system and have all of the content of the whole trilogy within oh, hitman awesome. 3 it's it's a great i love talk about so friendly to your uh players i love that i love that hitman is a fantastic example of a game that is not a game that i will buy or play but when i ever get a chance to do demos of it i really love it like it's really genuinely very good uh, Zach mentioned in our I'm, chat that this game uh, is pretty much a definitive tell of how the IO Interactive and Microsoft talks ended up. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, there was a lot of rumors last year around Microsoft wanting to approach IO Interactive uh, for acquisition. Not sure if that was ever a real thing, but people sure wanted it to be a thing. Obviously, that didn't come true, uh, it being at this event. Also, yeah, like like Derek was saying, this big game basically being like, yeah, we're our own Master Chief Collection, motherfucker. And like, here's <laughs> all the shit now is cool. Because a lot of, like, honestly, like, nobody fucking played Hitman when it was episodic, and Hitman 2 didn't sell very well either. Like, it's cool they're getting another chance, and also, all the shit that people might have missed last gen is getting pulled forward. Um, also, uh, Zach, yeah. you, Zach, do you think this is the last chance for this franchise? Like, do you, do you think, because, I mean, these, no. the, the past we have not been selling well. None of them they have. Keep, they like... keep getting they keep getting decent checks. I mean, they they WB is getting decent checks um uh to, to IO and they're also getting stuff from Sony right now too. So no, I think they're fine. Okay, I think Bustin had his hand up. Oh, did he? I, I was just gonna say I was specifically excited because I did not play the other two Hitman uh Hitman games, and I think it'll be really cool. Like I can play all of them on PS5, like with um you know, with the updated engine and everything, it's really cool. So I, I think that's a super neat feature and I'm looking forward to it. I have a request. Um, I'm going to say the next game and then I'm just going to kind of 
gush for X amount of time. If you will just indulge me. Acceptable. And, uh, thank you. The next game is Astro's Playroom. The next game in the Astrobot franchise. It's not a VR title, but I don't care. Oh my God. That game looked so joyful and wholesome and fun and adorable. And I love Astrobot and his little expressive face and his, the way he interacts with the world and the way it looks like a true follow-up to the PSVR game, but it's not VR. And I have accepted that. And I just, I just want it so good. Oh, I'm so excited for Astro's Playroom. And I want it so bad. Please be a launch title. I don't even care. Dude, hey, I think it's going to be preloaded on yeah. the PS5. Yeah, is it's it? preloaded. It's preloaded. It's yeah, preloaded. it's the new playroom. <laughs> 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 okay. okay. Somebody screen cap that. Somebody in chat screen cap that. Screen cap it. Gif it. So screen cap happy. it. Do what you got to do. I'm so happy. Okay. Okay, we can move That's on. an emote. That That is now a Discord emote. Whatever you, whatever you capture. I love Astrobot so much. It's so good. Oh, man, I love you, okay. man. Okay, after that, uh, someone talk about Devil, Little Devil Inside, which also looks really good, but I just need a moment. It, it looks really good. It's got some kind of whack character design I, I did not pick up on until I saw some of the screenshots. And, uh, uh, yeah, like, it, I, I... Is the premise? that there's a dude who's sending the other dude out on dangerous missions? I thought that's that's the vibe I, I got. So, yeah. If that's the premise, I think there's like maybe some potentially interesting, like there's potential here for a sort of interesting dynamic of this sort of like like person who sits around and does nothing and has all the power and sends this other guy out to do all the work for him. Like, like there's an interesting dynamic there that could potentially be explored. But I mean, I, I don't know nearly enough about it to say this could be good or bad. I just I, I well, all I remember yeah. from this trailer was there was a sign that said Schmeet, and that made me laugh. Yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> I saw that too. I, I gotta say, the only thing I didn't love was there was a sequence in which the character drops a bomb and then it cuts the old man and it's a poop hitting the water <laughs> sound when he's on the toilet. I didn't like that. I felt like they had maybe crossed the line for me personally with the poop. But, uh, you know, I, I, actually, I actually did like the art style. The art style reminded me of Below a little bit. Um, so, you know what? Sure. It looks cool. I like the name. I think it's a really good name. And the name would suggest, uh, the name would suggest to me, like, uh, Imran suggests this in the chat, um, I just dropped my pen, uh, Imran suggests this in chat that, like, maybe he's inside the character, and based on the name of the game, that kind of seems like it would check out, so, yeah. Imran, okay, did, it's a, it's a Kickstarter, it's a 3D action adventure RPG game, you're thrown into a surreal, familiar setting, humans, creatures, monsters, da 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 people with unusual jobs such as hunting monsters and what happens in their everyday life so yeah it sounds like it's about a monster hunter who's doing this job for like this person. yeah because the I trailer mean, started with the monster hunter guy dragging the a, a carcass to the old guy's house word so i don't think they're the same person or inside or whatnot fair enough all right after that uh i think we can all just agree that nba 2k21 is going to make a shit ton of money and it featured the pelican so go nola but it was a sweaty trailer. Yeah, sweat it always looked, is. The sweat looked great. The <laughs> sweat looked sweat. luscious. Yeah, like the, um, it was very sweaty. The next game I have a very specific message from Saki for because it's Bug Snacks. And it's a game with Red pointed out perfectly. It's a cloudy with the chance of meatballs like food monster animals, but with Kogas, our uh, good friend Kogasu's affinity for googly eyes. And that game, that's a horror game. 
And as Zach pointed out, it's like Viva Pinata if you're on acid. Uh, it, it just looks like... And the Bug Snack song. No. Yeah. The, it, this is the one with the food monster at the end, right? Like, like, like the yes. food monster? This had the food monster at the end. Yeah, fuck yes. that. No, 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 no. I, I don't know. Somebody talk about I having weenie no arms, and that's not... That's Nightmare Fuel. That's Nightmare Fuel. I want I, no I part of this. Point out, like, great for kids. We watch Characters with sausage hair. hands? No. Weenie no. arms. He was trying weenie to carry hand. a lamp with his weenie hands, and it dropped. It's a kid's game. I don't, well, I don't like weenie hands. I don't like Edward Wiener hands. We were watching this, and that was the first game Saki sat up and looked at me and said, you have to buy it, and I get to play it. So it did something right. Well, one note, no. I was kind of baffled by this trailer until I found out that it was from the developers of Octodad, and then everything kind of fell in play, into place and made sense for me. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed Octodad. I thought that game was hilarious. I thought it was really fun. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what the final version of this is, because if it can make me laugh as much as Octodad did, it'll you know, have done its job. A fun side note, Octodad was actually one of the big indies touted at the PS4 launch reveal. Like that was one of Sony's big indie pushes was Octodad for the PS4 launch. So fun that we've come full circle. I'm going to let John take Hold on. Sorry, on before you do, I know, I know we're like on a time crunch, but thank you to, uh, D. I, I can't say it. Dairy GT, and then yes. also Yosemite Blam. Thank you Blam. so much, Yosemite Blam, and to Lurvenar yeah. um, for all the gifted subs wow. and all the yeah. subs. Thank oh, you wow. so much, everybody. Yeah, that's wild. Was lovely of you all. Yosemite went Blam on that gifted button. I don't know. That's that's oh, like why. Don't do that. Okay, John, so John, talk about Demon Souls. Oh fuck yeah! I'll talk about Demon Souls. So. Uh, you know, I, I, the worst kept secret in the industry for like the past year, I think. I mean, like everybody knew the Demon Souls was being remade by by Blue Point. What I was not expecting was like a fucking PlayStation Three, an early era PlayStation Three game is now a visual is now a visual tour de force for the PlayStation Five, which just fucking kind of blows my mind. Uh, but as somebody who played a shit ton of Demon Souls, like uh, seeing classic monsters and characters that I'm familiar with, like the Fire Lurker uh, and the Dragon God, like, like really, you know, and the Tower Knight, um, I, you know, given what they did with Shadow of the Colossus, I could not be more excited uh, for the Demon Souls remake. And uh, but I will say that, like let them make like blue points next game needs to be just an original ip that they themselves have worked up i would love to see what they would do when they're not restricted by by a game that already exists like let them cut loose but but yeah demon souls looks fucking incredible um i i don't remember if there was a release window shown for this um no I would We're be willing to bet sometime, sometime next year, I think, yeah. uh, is, is is reasonable. And, of course, it's a Blue Point game, so this will be a PlayStation exclusive, just like the original Demon Souls was. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I thought it looked fucking great. I mean, it's Demon Souls, so I know what I'm getting. Uh, but if I can play Demon Souls at, at 60 frames a second, I'm fucking all in. All in on that shit. What's up, Justin? So I, one of my favorite parts about this reveal that I think might have gone over some people's heads, it was Shuhei Yoshida himself sta getting out in front of it and saying, this one is very important to me because Shu has kind of is kind of infamous for turning down publishing Demon Souls in the West because he played an early build of it and he said it was a really he bad was, game. Yeah, he the did. version he played was running terribly. Um, it was really hard. Nobody understood it. 
And so he is that like that moment was kind of like his mea culpa. Like since then, he's explained, you know, when the game came out, he ended up loving it, but it was too late for Sony to publish it in the West because they had already passed. So like it like him coming out and introducing this remake was a really, really fun moment for those that know that story. I think it's weird that that game's not coming out at launch, considering how many rumors were about launch, but also I think Sony was intentionally a little bit vague about what games are coming out at launch. That's all I've got. There was a I lot I don't know of... what games are coming. I have zero they idea. They don't want you to know. They're all like, launch windows. Spider-Man they... will be there at the holiday, yep. which I, yep. I may not be launched, but it'll be Black Friday probably, which is what matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they were intentionally vague there, and I get it, because, like, and, uh, like, part of me wants to be cynical and be like, that's kind of a dick thing to do to your customers. The other part of me is like, no, Zach, COVID. <laughs> like, adapt, like, you know, shit happens, stuff moves. Um, so, but it was weird. Finn, we got to talk about Resident Evil 8. If we're running well, short we're gonna, Yeah, we are running very short time. going over. This is going to happen. I know people yeah. want to talk about Deathloop. Look, we're going to go over time. There's, like, there's, if okay, anyone okay. has an issue. We're going to go over time. I know issues How here. long has it been since we've had honest-to-God video game hype news? To God, we that's haven't. True. There's we're, been no That's the thing. Time. I can't so even be I, upset. We're so, to, we we're so used to... We live in a hellscape. We're so used yeah. to spending 50 minutes on what we've been playing that, like, we weren't ready to transition <laughs> out of that moment. I know, right? <laughs> we don't know how to do a podcast anymore. It's confusing. <laughs> All right, so Arcane Studios... Dropping the 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 first real de- in depth look of Deathloop. Uh, I'm loving the aesthetic of just the the Quentin Tarantino. It looks very Tarantino esque, like look, but really seventies. It was really I, cool. I'm gonna seed the floor because I know there are bigger Arcane fans here than me, like Justin and Zach. So if anyone wants to take the floor on this one, I I have Zach. You want to go or should I? I mean, I'll, I'll swing back around, but I guess my first thing is that, like, I think that the gameplay looks great. It looks like a big departure for, like, it looks like Arcane is stretching their legs in the right ways, but also some big departures in terms of, like, their structure and style. I think that looks really cool. Um, I'm disappointed in some of the business things, but I'll sw- well, at the end of the conversation, we can swing back around on that. But, like, Justin, do you want to talk a little bit, like, just, just your take on, like, the gameplay aspects of it? Yeah, no, I thought it looked really cool. Um, I really like, uh, kind of like with what they're talking about with, um... Uh well, what was House Mark's game called again? Return. Returnal. Yeah. Returnal. Yep. Uh, it's it's kind of like okay, each time you go through and you have to learn stuff, but I just love the tone and visual style of it, like that seventies animation look, um, the kind of like cheesy spy movie voiceover kind of stuff, like all like aesthetically and gameplay wise, it looked super super cool. Um, I've, I've been a big fan of Arcane for a while, and I'm really, really excited to get my hands on this one. This was not a game I was expecting to show up at this event either. Um, so I thought it was particularly awesome that it had a good showing and um, that um, that it was here. So, yeah, Did we lose somebody. Oh, we Finn, lost Finn, Finn for a minute. So, so for people okay. who, who might have missed it, I'll, I'll give a quick recap. Uh, so after the show, again... Look, Deathloop, easily to me, standout game of the show for me uh, in terms of structure. Uh, one of the disappointing reveals uh, at the end of the show that Sony... I'm actually surprised they hid this, because uh, it seems something that, like I would be proud to share if I had spent a shitload of money to do it, uh, was that uh, both uh, Deathloop and uh, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo are console launch exclusives on the PS5, uh, which is which is, to me, a little bit disappointing, given that... All I don't like it either. 
Well, so to me, it's disappointing because the original games, like when those games were revealed uh, a year ago, those games were announced as multi-plats, and I guess they eventually will be. Uh, but it's disappointing. But like the thing worth pointing out is that Dishonored 2 didn't have great sales. Not the Outsider had bad sales. Uh, when uh, 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 Prey launched, it was uh, 60% down compared to Dishonored uh, 2 sales. Uh, uh, Evil Within 2 sold terribly. Uh, and I think these games have all made up for it over time. Uh, Bethesda always, especially with their single player games, does make up for their stuff in sales. Um, but basically, like, it's, I think there's a lot of reasons why Sony and, and Bethesda came to this deal, but ultimately it's that Arcane hasn't shown that their games sell really fast, which is disappointing. I love their games. And same thing goes with Tango. So, like, I get it from the money perspective, but it's a little bit disappointing. Like, there wasn't a world in which I wasn't getting both of these consoles. I was going to, but it feels a little bit icky when this game was like, everyone's going to get to have this, and they're just like, psych! Uh, it, it feels a little bit shitty. It feels uh, a you, bit still, shitty. you still get it, just later. Later, and it will look better on the console, but like, I mean, it's it sucks. It sucks, right? Like, I mean, it's it's the same thing as like Titanfall at the launch of last gen, right? Where like, people kind of anticipated like, oh, we'll get it eventually. Um, I mean, I guess it's, it'll, it will come eventually too. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where like it's it's like Final Fantasy, except at least Final Fantasy they never told us that it was coming to uh, Xbox at the same time. I don't know. It sucks, but also like people will get over it because people plan on buying both. Um, they do, but but I mean, your I mean, your feelings on this are valid, Zach. Like it's it yeah. kind of reminds me of all the uh, all the you know PlayStation Four timed exclusive stuff that Destiny had. Uh, and and I just I'm never a fan of this stuff ever. I do not like third party exclusivity in any form at it's all. It's a tricky balance to strike, right? Because you you're a person who makes a console and you want to have you you simultaneously both want to have exclusives to your console, like things that will get people to buy your console specifically and not the other fucking console. And we're at a point where there are a standard number of hardware features that every console just fucking needs to have. Like you can't get away with not having. I mean, I guess if you have the Nintendo Switch, you don't need Netflix or whatever. Um, but there are like there are like certain things that you have to have on your console in order for it to function, right? And both of the both the the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, I presume, will have about the same features, just yeah. just kind of out of the box. Um, so you're relying very much on maybe like little technical tidbits that a few people will care about, but mostly software stuff, right? Um, so you want to have those exclusives, but at the same time, you recognize that you want as many games on your console as possible that your competitors have. And so if you're not being at least a little bit generous about what you'll allow on your console, then it's less likely that people will allow you to have some of their things on your console. And so it's, it's, it's weird because you want to tap into as many markets as possible, but you also want to keep some things for yourself. And I feel like that's increasingly becoming a more difficult balance to strike. Well, yeah. and I, 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 I get, and this is the last thing I'll say about it. Like, I get why Arcane would go for a deal like that because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last couple of Dishonored games did not sell well. That's, that's uh, what Zach said. Yeah. Oh, is that what Zach had already said? Basically, okay. basically, Bethesda's published games don't have a track record that's particularly right. good. They right, also exactly. don't do a fucking great job of like marketing them or nope. They don't. Nope. 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 Or choosing windows of release that makes sense no, for them. Not really, no. Um, yeah, so, so I, I would see why Arcane would take a deal like that. After Deathloop, we got a uh, a, a really big Capcom game that a lot of people were excited about. Street Fighter um, Six. <laughs> John, uh, do you want to talk about Pragmata? Because that was uh, another terrible name. Game. No, oh, no, I want to talk about Resident Evil Eight. Uh, I, I, I will talk about Capcom's 8. new original game. 
So, I, I, I don't know what's Resident Evil 8. I know Resident Evil Village. So Re- so Resident Evil 8, uh, and I'll I'll just go over this quickly for anybody who did not see the trailer. Um, this is basically, if you're not familiar with the Hookman trailer for, for the original version of Resident Evil 4, this is basically what that is. Uh, and Blaine had made that very, very good point to me earlier. Um, but, uh, you know, it, you're, you're, this is several years after Resident Evil 7. Uh, you play as Ethan Winters again. Uh, Chris Redfield is back and he's beefy again. You got beefy Chris back. Um, strong Resident Evil 4 vibes in this village. It's a village in the mountains. Uh, and um, there's supernatural shit, which is weird for Resident Evil. There's werewolves and what look like witches. Uh, I am sure there will be a virus at the at the core of all of this because it is a Resident Evil game. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, you know, there were a lot of rumors about this one and they all turned out to be true. Uh, Resident Evil Village, uh, or Resident Evil 8 Village, which is, you know, going to be the, you know, the subtitle for this, but I'm very excited for this. And I, we're apparently going to get more details on it in August. I would be stunned if one, this game doesn't get a demo in August because the original Resident Evil 7 did. And two, I think this game is probably coming out in January, February, 2021. That's when the John, new Resident Evil games. I don't think it can get a demo because it's it's PS5, Series X, and PC only, unless it's just a PC demo. Oh, where is it, wait, is it really? There's no last. Yeah, one there's no not a PS4 one. or Xbox One version announced. Shouts out, cool. Yeah, Capcom, Capcom's going next gen only and PC on this one. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. I, wait, interesting. but didn't Xbox? Didn't Xbox say, can't they you say, just fucking yeah. play those games on the Xbox One? Or is that just... I thought they no, said that's that, only first party. First, par- first only party. No, first party. So... <laughs> Boo! What I do we think other care. companies are not barred from I, doing? I assume this would be playable stuff. on PS4 and Xbox One. So that's it's weird. Not, that's, that's interesting. That's... No, they announced that it was next gen only. I remember that. I don't. I I, yep. I must have missed that part. But wow. Okay. Interesting. Uh. Oh. Okay. Well. Maybe we won't get a demo. Who knows? Uh. But but I still do think that this game releases are like in January, February of next year. Um. Yeah. Capcom with the Resident Evil games, they tend to announce them and then release them within about six months. Uh. So I think that's a safe. But does anybody else want to say something on Resident Evil Eight? I mean, it's a pretty big title. No. Werewolves. It's, I mean, look, it's, it's Resident Evil 7 in a village with werewolves. Like, it looks great. Resident Evil has been on a, a fucking kick the last couple years, and this is looking like more of that in a good way. There is, I agree. There was some cool I'm, hot I'm vampire exo- vibes, too. Justin, yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I just thought it was really, really cool to see kind of the blend of like gothic horror stuff with a lot of classic resident evil stuff in the first person view, which has only really been done in seven. And I really like after two and three were so well received, I didn't know if, you know, we were going to get another first person resident evil. Um, I know it's kind of divisive among the fan amongst the fan base, but I really like first person resident evil as well. So like, I'm, I'm really excited for this game. I think it looks really cool. Hot prediction, real quick. At the beginning of the trailer, it said the like, so, like some, like I'm paraphrasing here, but the end of his story or his story comes to an end. Yeah. Hot take. They're not talking about Ethan. They're talking about Chris. I believe it. That's the swerve. They're gonna hit you. I think. With I think Chris. I think Chris Redfield uh, bites the dust in this game. 
Chris going to be seeing Redfield? Chris Redfield looks like a different character <laughs> in every single game that he's in. He, he absolutely does. I don't like, even know. He, like, big... I mean, I admit I don't know a lot about Resident Evil, but I know like at least a couple of the characters. And every time Chris Redfield shows up in something, I look at him and I'm like, who is that? And then someone says, that's Chris. <laughs> and I'm like, I thought, I feel like I have an idea of what he looks like. And it's not like that. To be fair, yeah. Chris looks pretty similar in most games aside from the original and in seven. seven if you take yeah, those seven. two yeah. out he's he looks fairly consistent across like this looks like an older version of resident evil 5 chris i don't yeah. know i think he's a fake person you think he's a fake <laughs> well technically reb it's a reb, video game they're all reb, are you disrespecting chris redfield the man that punched a boulder in a volcano he's <laughs> a fake person i I would My think- experience of Resident Evil is that when I was like like 12 and I had a GameCube, my parents, who knew nothing about video games, bought me Resident Evil Zero because they saw that it had a girl named Rebecca on in it. <laughs> Rebecca's great, though. 12-year-old Becca at the time did not like that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Why did you do this to me, Mom? That's great. I quit that game after the first ten minutes. It was not I can imagine. It was I can imagine. Who else has got some Resident Evil uh, Resident Evil Eight opinions here? No. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. Well, what's next, Finn? What do we got? All right. Next is Derek's gonna give us his thoughts on Capcom's brand new next gen IP, Pragmata. Yeah. So uh, we know fucking nothing about this game. It is wild looking. Uh, false. It takes place in space. Cool. Um, it is wild looking. It is, uh, it definitely has at least a little bit of Kojima energy to it in terms of like, it's, it's going very wild and, and visual and not wanting to explain what it is. Um, I, I deeply love that kind of wild Capcom energy of the, the weird astronaut type main character, whatever is about to crash into the satellite and creates this weird viney bouncy ball thing around him that cushions the impact like it's definitely very imaginative um i just love capcom when capcom's willing to do original stuff um capcom is so underrated because they've had a very they've had a very good few years but before a few years ago they'd been having a very bad long stretch but capcom when they're willing to do weird very experimental non-traditional games um, they can make some of the most like engaging in terms of gameplay um, and and risky games in the industry uh, for AAA publishers. So I had been saying before we went in that I just wanted to see Capcom do something that wasn't Resident Evil. Um, and here we go. We got Capcom getting weird again. So I'm I'm in. And it's just, it's interesting to see that, Cap, like, like the turnaround from the beginning of the PS4 generation to now has just been incredible. Uh, Justin, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I just think, um, the thing that was exciting for me about this, I mean, I didn't really know what the trailer was, but it looked cool, um, is that, you know, this kind of Capcom renaissance that we've talked about from the past few years is them kind of getting both their technology, their production line, and their long-running franchises on track. It's getting talented this the right is like places. The, yeah. 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 But this is the first like new thing they've done since that started. And that's why it's exciting for me. It's like, I'm, I'm really excited that we got a good Devil May Cry game. I'm really excited that they're pumping out 
great Resident Evil games at a ridiculous pace, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah. One I'm, a year. I'm excited, that Monster, I'm excited that Monster Hunter is on consoles and good. But seeing something new from Capcom at this point in time when they've been on such a hot streak is really, really exciting to me. I will say one thing about Pragmata, and I basically Kojima trained me about this. When they flash the name on the A and the middle of the M forming a V were highlighted. So I don't know what that means, but now I, I don't think, think it means anything. Talking. It's Capcom. Like I, I don't that, know. Like, don't... It means airy lies. Airy lies was the exact reference I was <laughs> yes. gonna make, Rev. Guys, helmet looked very Dead Space esque. Like I thought it might have been Dead Space at first. Like I was like, oh shit, what do we got here? And the then only, the thing that... that I mainly enjoyed about that trailer was everybody in my work slot going. What is this? Is this Death Stranding? Maybe it's Death... Is this a Death Stranding DLC? What is it? No, wait. I don't think it's Death Stranding. What is this? It looks a little bit like Devil May Cry. What is this? I don't understand. Why is it... Like, just yelling out just the randomest fucking games it could possibly be. I think right off the bat, Derek was like, oh, Kojima. <laughs> like, it looked, look, the Kojima main character's game. design looks a lot like that Ludens character, whatever you call it. Yeah. That is the, I thought it was too. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very I, similar. I thought it was too. City. Yeah. All right. That would have been an amazing name, Reb. Spaceman in the Big City. <laughs> I got you. have one final game left, and it was the big one everyone was yes. waiting for. And... Justin and I, I think, might be the biggest fans of the franchise in this group. Rob I know. loves it. Reb loves it. Oh, does she? Yeah. Reb right. loves it. Uh, let me just bring out my. Oh, she's beautiful. My heart. Oh, uh, so look at how me, good she is. Everyone that was calling it Horizon Zero Dawn Two was wrong because it's actually Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Horizon okay, Second would have been a better name. Just slap a number no. on this. Forbidden West is so a great excited. nonsense. Zero Dawn is a subtitle that that fucking slapped, even though it means nothing. Like nothing. it scans uh, well, very well, but it means a lot. It's yeah, 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 it's actually a really important title. Well, like, okay, you make up whatever meaning you want. Zero Dawn is the kind of title that somebody comes yeah. up with because it sounds cool and then realizes midway yeah, right. through the writing of the game, oh, wait, we need to actually make this mean you something. You need to build an oh, air Let's take our big <laughs> right. thing that we're going to talk about and call it Zero yeah. Dawn. Saying Zero Dawn yeah. as the meaning is. is like saying that there's a good reason why Quiet doesn't wear any fucking clothes in Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, you can make um, up whatever actually, you want. Canonically. Exactly. No, so right. I no. love that they didn't go for, like, New Dawn or Second Dawn or Zero Dawn 2, that they were just like, what's yeah, another fucking nonsense pair of Dawn words? Forbidden Rising. West. Let's go. So if you look at the stylization of the art, I originally thought it was Horizon 2 Forbidden West because the little line between them has, like, a little, like, Roman numeral yeah. to Yeah, I it. saw that. Yeah. 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 All I gotta say is giant robot turtle. Yes. Giant Whoa. robot turtle. Any, I'm uh, fucking all over it. Real quick, Justin. Anytime the game went underwater, it was so pretty. Justin, go. go. So I had been talking with some people about things I wanted to see in Horizon 2. And one of the things I mentioned that got everybody angry at was me. Was it a turtle? 
was underwater exploration because I thought it would be really cool. I'm like, Aloy could construct a rebreather out of machine parts and stuff. And what was this trailer showing a lot of? Underwater exploration with Aloy have, having like I a built I will just say rebreather. this is a cursed request because swimming mechanics are have never been... I, there's not a single game with good swimming in it. Not one. I, have, cannot name I one. rarely I have, mind it. I, I've never understood why people hate it so much, but... I, I don't know. I was so excited to see this game and look, elephant machine war horses. Like about like, Mumukil. Like yeah, the yeah. fucking Opifonts. Yeah, hell yeah. Lord of the Rings shit right there, man. I have um, deep anxiety just, about underwater stuff. So <laughs> fun. But no, that that reveal. I really wish we had seen some kind of gameplay clip. Um, I I mean I know it's coming soon, but like. That reveal was really, really great. I, like oh. I, I had booted up the first game earlier this week. Oh, John. John. Oh no, 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 no! You, you were talking. Continue, Justin. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I had actually booted up the first game earlier this week just to kind of run around for a little bit to pass the time, and just was like instantly overcome with, I miss this character. I miss this world. I miss exploring it, and so like. For me, this is actually the first game reveal in a while that, like, really hit me deep, like a lot used to hit me when I was a little kid, Um, because the first one resonated so deeply with me. And I am so excited to um, to see where this game goes. John? John. (laughs) What's really interesting to me is that it appears that we are going to be traveling across a huge breadth of distance uh in uh, in the new in the new horizon game we saw a huge desert we saw what appears to be china uh san francisco see um it, i i get the sense that we are going to be I traveling mean, across the world in this game I think um, john I think the first game had jungles in utah so like I, I, no, 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 no but 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 what i'm saying but but utah doesn't have like a huge desert and and there's a chinese themed dragon along with some chinese characters uh you saw the it, like you saw the golden gate bridge um, like I, I get the sense that we might be traveling a, a great distance because a great distance in this, at least I hope so. Uh, but the, the theme that I got from this was that we're, you're going on a very long journey. Um, so yeah, like, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I, I get the sense that this game is like, going to be much broader in scope. Like 60 hours. Like how long are we talking? Like, dude, it's going to be a lot big ass game. I mean, it's oh, there. Give it to me. It's okay. this is going to be a big one, a long fucking game. Um, I have one, two, two hopes for this game because as much as I loved Zero Dawn, I platinumed it, I I cracked out hard on it. There's two things I would really like to see the sequel bring. One is improve the combat when you're not fighting giant awesome robot dinosaurs. If you can improve the human at enemy aspect, it does need like, to be improved. Yeah, no, because the stick combat, like the melee stuff, was weak uh and i i have full faith that they'll fix it and two we got that one clip of her like free climbing i really hope we get more breath like of the wild breath of the wild yes, style, yes. like actual exploration yes. yeah uh fingers crossed. yeah like, like i don't like, care that it's like 
I don't care if people go, oh, they just ripped that from Breath of the Wild. I want that fucking free climbing shit to it just works. show up in every open world game. Like, I don't want any more of the Skyrim bullshit where I rock, walk into a mountain and my horse and I walk into a mountain and we just, like, walk into the mountain for, like, half an hour. I just want to be able to fucking climb everything. I want that to be the new normal. We just, like, do that now all the time. And if, if you have the budget and the capability of making a giant three open world game, just let me do that. And then that's like fine. That can be Breath of the Wild's big mark on everything is that now we can just climb everything. Great. You see that mountain? You can always climb it in every game. Yep. I mean, even if it's just like how the recent Assassin's Creed's have done it, that would be perfect for me. Like, um, just like, yeah, I I definitely want more climbing um, because I think climbing plus underwater exploration plus they prototyped it for the first game and it just wouldn't work on the PS4. And I wonder if it could work on PS5 was flying on some mounts and stuff. Yeah. Like, like that would be so cool and add so much, like, just, like, depth to this world um, to explore. Um, and I think that could be really cool. It's really exciting, and I really want to see more from this game. I have, I have very high hopes for this game because I think... It's probably one of the only like huge budget triple A next gen only games we're gonna see for a while like this. Um, that's like a big open world RPG. Um, it's also important to note for... that like John, go ahead. Games announced in other years. Well, so I think. Yeah, I think well, I'm getting the del- I'm getting delay. I'm not trying to talk over everybody, but for some reason I'm getting delayed here. Yeah, that got weird. Yeah, anyway. were, were you asking? It was the first like new AAA game they've revealed in right. Like, yeah, how like years? how many years is it? How many years has it been since they've actually revealed a the new last? One? The last AAA so- reveal from Sony was in 2017 with Ghost of Tsushima. Wow, so three yeah. years. Hmm. Okay, interesting. No, 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 no. Wait, oh my god, no. No, that was 2018, yep. Justin. Oh, 2018? Wait, 2018. Reve- no, Ghost of Tsushima was 2017. Revealed. 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 Was that revealed in 2017? It yeah. was Paris Games Week 2017. Oh, yeah. okay. Did they not reveal anything new at E3 2018? Nope. No, no. they did. That was, no. the, that was the tent year. That I know, it was there. Of- I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I don't think they did. That was the year they did Last, Last of Us, Ghost. Death Stranding, and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I guess we had already like, seen all four ones. of those things. Okay, yeah. well. Yeah. 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 Sorry, okay. Justin. I, I, I wasn't trying to talk over you. I had a weird, really weird sound delay there. Like I, No, yeah, that, that that's weird. fine. I was, try, I was trying to make sure that you got your point through, that you, you were asking, because you kind of cut out for me. So, that wraps it up and we are rapidly approaching the two hour mark on this show but i want to end with a final question just you don't really have to explain your reason just give me your answer what is the one game you were hoping to see revealed at this conference that was not that you're hoping to see soon Uh, i'll go in the order that i see you on my screen so derek silent hill john uh, Final Fantasy 16. Reb? I don't know. What's a Sony game? It doesn't have to be a Sony game. It doesn't have to be a Sony game. Pass. Go ask me in a minute. All right. Justin. Uh, I, I don't know. Everything I kind of was hoping was going to be there was there, plus more. But I guess if it had I'm to be one. I'm kind of there with Justin, yeah. It was. It, I, guess, I guess there was the rumors around Silent Hill, 
but it was Konami, so I don't get my hopes up too high. <laughs> but I guess because there were some there was some smoke there, I'd be I'd disappointed, but I didnn't take them all that I mean, seriously. I'm, I'm confident Silent Hill is a real thing, but all right. I, I'm yeah. in the same, sorry, okay. sorry I've, got, I've got mine. I'm in the same boat as Justin and that like the, the the things that I was hoping for were there. I think the one like kind of weird thing that I was sort of so the 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 rumor I believe is that Blue uh Blue Point was working on two games. Um That was just, a rumor, yeah. That was the rumor. Um and I we knew that one was Demon Souls, so that was not a shock, but the the very dumb me wants their their second thing to be something just like ridiculous. I mean, I I, I joke about Legend of Dragoon. I think that would be incredible. I don't think that's like the only option there. I think there are plenty of like weird other remakes they could be working on that could be very amusing and very interesting. And I was just sort of hoping to see like that or like Ape Escape or like some other older franchise just reappear like just for shits and grins. Why not? Reb, Reb weren't, weren't a lot of people saying it was Metal Gear Solid? I that's one of the many things I, I heard someone say like Castlevania Symphony of the Night somehow like why thing. why would that be there I don't know but you that, know that's what happens at these things people's imaginations run wild but uh, Zach has not had a chance to go yeah uh, so two things one this is not happening because the next thing is going to be a, a, a reboot of sorts but I would love a Bad Company three uh, for for the Battlefield series always like the Bad Company games. Uh, but I also want to say that if you are anticip or if you want a little bit more from Sony, uh, the PC gaming show is on Saturday. Saturday, and, blood. And you might, well, I don't know about <laughs> that, right. but definitely Horizon. That's it. Now, and for me, my, the one I was really hoping for was that we would finally see Rocksteady's next game. I was really oh, hoping yeah. it would show up. Oh yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers yeah. should have I, their own presentation soon, so because they got a lot coming. I up. want. To know the story behind what's going on with whatever that Batman game is, because we started getting teases for it like last October, and then it just hasn't materialized in some way. Okay. So well, I was so I was so expecting Agent to show up, and it didn't. Oh, maybe next time, John. <laughs> you know, we All didn't right. see Metroid Prime Trilogy. What no, the fuck? no Metroid, Man. no Mario. Like, like what no. the fuck was this? I can't believe it. <laughs> No Forza? So, like, I, I don't normally end the show. Does anyone want to tell me what I'm supposed to say? I know it's like, tonight? we don't always... You know what the fit. You've been doing this for Not always years. poetry. Uh, John's opinions are bad. Uh, but we love you guys. And come tune into stuff weekly and check out our stuff and stuff and stuff did i nail it i think i nailed it yeah you did like great it was fantastic yes uh someone else actually finished it though <laughs> it's been so long all right little housekeeping um so uh yeah we're, we're we're live we're doing content again uh so um you know we're uh we're we're, we're back at it uh we've got the uh I'll, i can go ahead and no you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna keep that one close to my chest for later uh, just a, a guest coming up in the next uh, in the next month and a half. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my powder dry on that one. Stay, um, okay. stay tuned for some big stuff uh, on next week's episode. Uh, we got some big stuff to talk about, I believe. Yes. Right. So um, yeah, we're, yes. we're uh, gunning for some good guests coming up. Yeah, we got that. It's all yeah. gonna be good. Uh, donate to local bail funds. Um, Please you know. donate to local bail funds. Please. And with that, Whichever if nobody has. If nobody has anything else, it's not always poetry. We don't always agree, but we always keep it real. So until next Thursday, take care of each other. We love you, and we will see you later. Saki bless.